Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. It doesn't right. freeze as thickly. Yeah. Thick, thickly? Yeah, or thickly. Girthy. You need a girthy freeze. Right. I'm saying you don't get the depth of freeze, and then the next year it's easier for it to melt away, and then it doesn't come back. Weather and annuity talk brought to you by <laughs> Common Man and T-Bone. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five-minute delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! He's Shavaka, dude! You want to sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. Happy Thursday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. A big program today around the Big Ten. With our guy Adam Rittenberg coming up at 334. Degenerate T-Bone in the 4 o'clock hour. Would you rather in the 5 o'clock hour send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. Mm-hmm. Couldn't um, keep my eyes off the TV last night, Bone. Oh? which what, what had your attention? Was it Ohio State men's basketball? No, although I did, of course, watch it. Okay. Uh, I couldn't keep my eyes off the maction. Oh, did you by any chance catch Central Michigan and Western Michigan? I saw there is that the snow game? Oh yes, yes. I saw there was snow. I didn't get to watch much of it. These are I did click across it a few times. Below five hundred MAC teams playing on a Wednesday night, Mm -hmm. which with uh, like interns from broadcasting school announcing this game on a handy cam. Wonderful. On ESPNU. As and it should yet, be. And yet I couldn't take my eyes off of it because of the weather intangible. I'm told by so many of you people that we need 72 and indoors for every single game. Well, I watched that game purely for the aesthetics last night, and I loved it. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Now, I will, I will, even though I am on your side and I have come over to the, to the, I don't know, the snow You're still side. still going to tweak my sack, though. Well, I'm going to play devil's advocate. That's what, that's what that's called. And Deadpool's? and Deadpool's. Deadpool's advocate. Devil's advocate, and I'm going to tweak your sack a little bit. If that is my team, I can understand how people say, oh, but wait, 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 wait. My team, though, playing in that game feels different a little bit than two teams you don't care about. Why? That's the game of football. Both no. teams are dealing with the elements. The game is designed that way. It's not like there's a blizzard in a bowling alley where it doesn't belong. Oh, trust me. I, I agree with you that, like, I'm saying that is the argument that I'm sure some people would bring. Oh, is that's that fine. They're wrong and dumb. If my team is playing in it and then my team can't run its offense or whatever, but then some other inferior team plays better because they have a decent, like, like, okay, I'm not, I don't think this would have changed the outcome completely. But that Iowa game that Ohio State played in, if that had been played in those conditions, might have been even tougher for Ohio State's offense to get going. Now, Iowa's offense might have given you 17 turnovers in that weather, and the Buckeye defense probably still scores like five touchdowns, and you still win. I'm just, 
I'm saying that's the that's the counter argument to I what know. you're saying. I am is, saying I am nothing if not consistent. Ohio State and Michigan, give me six inches of snow. I don't care. Right. And if the Buckeyes lose that game, it's their fault, not the snow's fault. I I agree 100. Be better. You don't, you can't, adapt. Eh, that's why with that Northwestern game, as much as I get the weather was weird, they should have been able to line up and, and run the football Northwestern off the football and knock them around. It's a one-win football team, right? A team that only win came against a team that is themselves crucially awful in Nebraska. Who on another continent. On another continent in a weird game, in a week zero game. Yeah, all that stuff. So the weather thing is an excuse that comes up as well, but I want to see my team play at their best. So do I, but injuries happen, weather what, right, weather happens, penalties happen, turnovers I, happen. I love how we're always surprised by chaos. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, the playoffs don't really crown the best overall team in the regular season. Yeah. No, that's right. Right. Playoffs are designed for chaos. You want English soccer? That's what they do. They don't have a playoff. They got a regular season. Whoever has the most points, they win. Yeah. The end. It's it's having a different argument, isn't it? Like, I think, for example, I, I don't disagree with you at all if you say the the person who wins the election to be the president of the United States may not be the best person we have, period, in America to run the country. But you know what? Of the ones that are available, that's who wins, right? There's a system. There's a game. It's honestly, sadly, a game. It is a game. It's always been a game. Right. But it's a game, nonetheless, that you have to try to win if you want your side to emerge victorious and all that stuff. The point is, in life, with real serious things... We still say, yeah, I know that's not the best solution, but there's chaos and there's things that happen that you don't expect and suddenly you end up with a president. Either way, whatever. I'm not making a statement on the current one or the past one or the one three times before. Whatever one you don't like, I'm just pointing out we don't even settle the presidential election with, well, this person is a saint and they've done this and they're an MIT grad. No, we don't sell it. We well, settle some, with, some people say that. We settle it with who who can yell the loudest and say the most whatever thing that gets them elected, right? And that's now you go to football and say, "Wow, we didn't get the best fo- champion." Yeah, we got the we got the one that got hot at the right time. March Madness, we got the basketball team that got hot at the right time. That's who we ended up with. That's how it works in real life, let alone in sports. Buckeye basketball, they beat Eastern Illinois 65-43. to Slow start, just 26 points in the first half. Senzabaugh and Zed were the only two in double figures. Uh, Justice was not very good. Look, you, sort of a sloppy game. They were missing their shots early on, but then they decided, hey, let's just kill them in the paint, which they did Well, for yeah. the most part because they couldn't. Right. Yeah, here's... All right, so... The negatives from this game, obviously the offense struggled, and that is a problem. Holtman, after the game, said, the Holtman, rather, I should say, put some respect on his name. The Holtman said, uh, may have to evaluate the starting lineup, <laughs> which he says is going to be fluid. It's going to be a fluid starting well, lineup. You know what? I, look, I'm not here to make excuses, but that's what these games are for. Yes. To no, figure I, out who I you agree. like and who needs to, who's worthy of their minutes. I mean, guys like Justice Suing, Justice Suing was bad last night. He's not going to not start. Right. Well, he's one of your best players. He's yeah. going to play. He just needs to play better. And if you and if you listen to what Chris Holman said after the game, he essentially said, "Yeah, Justice Suing needs to knock down these shots where he's 
open and can i mean that's his job he has to yeah, make those he shots was open, just wasn't making the shots but he also didn't sound like someone who said i can't wait to bench this guy like no, he he, no. he believes that he's going to holman believes that suing's going to turn it around and that's good i hope that happens but the idea here that this lineup this starting lineup is just locked in no and i think that can work in your favor in some degree maybe i'm being too glass half full on this but you got a big tournament coming up in maui where it is not the NCAA tournament. It is not the same quality or pressure that that tournament has, or even the Big Ten tournament for that matter. But it's a tournament nonetheless where if you perform at the right moments, you advance, you play different teams, you can win this tournament, right? You can. That is a goal I'm sure they have for themselves yeah, to try to be win tough. the tournament. Right, yeah, I'm not saying it's easy. San Diego State's good. Yes, the, your the first game made, out yeah. of the box is going to be a tough, that's a top 20 Ken Palm team right there. So my point is, this team has opportunities going into that Maui tournament to for guys who step up in big moments to say, you know what, I should actually be starting the rest of the way. I This is a moment to show that you can do that. And, you know, Bryce Sensabaugh yesterday had some big shots, played really well. Yeah. Okay, maybe you keep doing that. Maybe suddenly you're starting and someone else isn't. So this part of the season, you're right, Mike, it is to settle that and figure that out. With Maui coming up, now you've got a chance for some of those guys who saw the opportunity and said, I, I might be able to get the start here. Maybe they will in that tournament. Maybe they will show up in that tournament and say, I demand more playing time. And and it sounds like Chris Holman's not going to be averse to awarding that. Uh, the Maui tournament has the ability to really screw with this program, too. So <laughs> San Diego State is Monday at 9 p.m. If they win that game... If they win that game, I they, think play they play at like the 10, next, next, the night, next night yeah. late. So they play that, very late. But if they lose that game, I think they play during our show the next day. They either play it, it the the if they lose, it's either a two thirty or a five. I can't remember which. One well, of the, either yeah. way, it impacts us. Yes, yes. Either way, it would be in the middle of the show, so that would change things. Well, let's and hope then, they win the game. And then if they were to, I believe, win after losing, then that's another day where I think they could also be playing in the afternoon again. So just whatever. The point here is that they're going to screw us up. Well, I don't know. I hope not. I hope they win and they play at 10 p.m. We don't have to think about it. That'd be nice. Uh, Today is the day UCLA will meet with the University of California Regents about moving to the Big Ten. This is the this is the massage the hurt feelings meeting is what this is. You know, the governor, Governor Newsom, he's a member of the Regents and they felt like they weren't consulted. They were confused by this entire thing and had some hurt feelings. Now UCLA has to go behind the scenes and, and for lack of a better term, grease some palms. I mean, they're not really going to do that, but you know what I mean. Make people feel important again. Hey, this is why we're going to go, and this is what our student-athletes think about it, despite Kliakov, the Pac-12 commissioner, saying, I haven't talked to one person who's in favor of UCLA going they surveyed the UCLA athletes, and most of them couldn't care less. No. You know, they, they didn't care. The, the estimates that we've seen on travel expenses, Kliakov said, we're going to spend an extra $35 million a year on travel. UCLA says, no, it'll probably be seven to eight. Yeah. Which, by the way, with the amount of money we're going to make in the Big Ten, is a drop in the bucket. That's why we're doing this. I find it hard to believe coming out of these meetings today that the regents would still object to this move. I think it's all but done that UCLA is coming to the Big Ten. Well, here's some updates from the meeting because uh, so Stuart Mandel is there, among other college football reporters, 
so the Board of Regents had a closed session, which was going on prior to the open public session. Uh, apparently, reporters have now been allowed into that public session. And then the very first line, apparently, in this meeting was, there will be a special meeting on December 14th to finalize the decision on UCLA's Big Ten membership. Okay. So, so thanks. So they kicked that down the can a little, or kicked that down the road a little bit more. It's not anticipated still that this is going to somehow not happen. But everybody who's in the know says this will happen. Yes, they will go to the Big Ten. But the UCLA chancellor spoke quite a bit and said, you know, all the all the stats we saw, right, about our student athletes don't necessarily like this, even though that survey that came out only sur- only about twenty percent of the student athletes responded to it. Um, they talked about how it's going to cost roughly $10 million of investment with increased travel, mental health measures, and nutrition, which I don't know why you're not already doing things for mental health and nutrition. I mean, what, are you not going to feed the players if they play in California? But if they go to Kansas or or Kansas, if they go to Nebraska, then you feed them more? I don't know what you mean by that, but whatever. Either way, the point here is that they, they kick some stuff around and sounds like they said, yeah, December 14th will make our decision. The decision will change nothing. They are not going to, they're not going to cancel this. I can't see it. Dan Snyder's plan is to let the richest guy in the world buy his football team. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident causing some backups on 670 westbound after Leonard Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build in that area. Please be careful as they try to get around this accident. You'll also find slowdowns on I-70 eastbound on the west side between Mount Street and Route 315. This traffic report is sponsored by Mucinex Fast Max Golden Flu All-in-One. Celebrate comeback season with Mucinex Fast Max Golden Flu All-in-One. Its maximum strength formula tackles up to nine colds and flu symptoms. Try Mucinex All-in-One and get $5 cash back to celebrate your comeback. Visit FastFactsCashBag.com. Use as directed. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Highly medicated, barely educated. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hey, it's Would You Rather Thursday. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. I have to ask you a question quickly, Mike, about the weather. I just heard our guy Ross Caruso laying it down with the weather, telling us what's going to be going on. It's yeah. going to be real cold. Do, do you honestly prefer this? This over like 85 and muggy? Yes. Really? Yeah. Like I walked outside just now. All day, every day. I walked outside, not just now, like 20 minutes before the show, I walked outside of my car and I was the minute, the second the door flew open, I just could not stop myself from swearing. And I swore the whole way out and the whole way back. I felt the wind in my bone marrow. Like, how is this enjoyable? I didn't say it was enjoyable. I don't like the wind either. You asked me if I liked it better than 85 degrees and muggy. I don't. I would would eliminate the wind if I could, but that's not the question you asked me. I know. I'm just saying, like, the mugginess is like, yeah, you get a little swampy. You're like, I'm sweaty. That's not bad. I need to feel fresh. I don't know what you feel out there. I feel I feel, I feel I, invigorated. I feel dead. I walk outside and I'm like, is this what a corpse feels like? I am below room temperature by a lot. Uh, the commanders are apparently for sale. 
They announced that they're going to explore options. I don't see any way how Dan Snyder doesn't sell this team. I did chuckle at this, though. The Washington Post is reporting that other potential buyers are currently jockeying to be the fallback option in the event that Jeff Bezos, you know, Amazon guy, bows out or sets a hard ceiling on what he's willing to pay. I chuckled because Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. And they're they're the ones <laughs> reporting this. But uh, Jeff, Jeff Bezos has been rumored to be interested in an NFL team for a long time. He was linked to the Broncos. He decided ultimately not to buy them. He was asked earlier in the week about the situation. He was on CNN. He said, I can't talk about it. Uh, he then, you know, said, hey, well, you know, the people are saying, people are saying that you're attached to the commanders. He says, yes, I've heard that buzz. His girlfriend, Lauren Sanchez, was also in this interview. She piped up and said, I do like football. I'm just going to throw that out there for everyone. Then Bezos said, there's not much I can say about that right now, but she does like football. <laughs> oh, boy. These people sound so interesting. God, I want more of them well, on TV. Well, you would think if he's not interested in this, he would just say, no, I'm not interested. Well, right? you know, he's it's it's not I, for me. He's saying I can't say anything because even the most powerful man in the world has to deal with the fact that if you want to buy into the NFL, there's a little thing called an NDA and a look under the hood situation. Absolutely. You get access to the financials. I can tell you this. I mean, it. It does not shock me about the jockeying because this is how this is how it works with the super rich. Okay, not that I have a ton of insight into that, but when it comes to buying sports teams, I do have a little bit of insight into it. That's not uncommon for there to be people saying, "I get it, Bezos gets the team if he wants it. I want to be second in line." That happens with lots of team sales. That happened with the crew when the Anthony Precourt stuff happened. There was another group other than the Haslam's. That basically looked at the financials, looked at everything that was available to the Haslam's and said, yeah, if they don't want it, I'll buy them. And and that's when MLS said, oh, OK, now we know this is really going to work in Columbus. We're good with making this happen. And it ultimately fell back to the Haslam's. But it does not surprise me that there are multiple people right now poking around and looking at the financials of this team, trying to understand if it's worth their worth their time if they want to do it. By the way, the secret answer on this, yes, it's worth their time. They all want to do this because the NFL is lucrative. But still, if Bezos says, that's it, I want the team, end of story, he's getting the team. The NFL will go with him over anyone else yes. out there. With these rich guys, these super rich people, it's all a big game to them. Even though they have the money, they have, they have an idea in their mind what they think that thing is worth. Jeff Bezos has $120 billion. You know, the report is Dan Snyder wants $7 billion. He could afford that and not even blink. But yeah. will he? Because $7 billion. The Broncos just sold for what? 4.65? Was that the number? Yes. $7 billion so. would totally reset the market for an NFL franchise. Especially one that, you know, is trying to figure out a new stadium situation. They don't know what the hell they're doing there. It's not like there's a ready-made new three billion dollar stadium waiting for him with this transaction there's going to have to be questions answered there jeff bezos may look at this and say seven billion no just out of principle i'm not going to do it the same way mark zuckerberg says i'm only paying i'm only tipping two dollars on eggs he's which, notorious which is dumb. to be a terrible a, tipper he's a horrible but he's person. got a hundred billion dollars he's a horrible person but th th that's here's the difference though, they play those. these games with no, themselves but here's the difference with that i would say 
like the Mark Zuck, like the Zuckerberg thing on tipping. That's just dumb. Tip and be nice to people. That's one thing. Bezos in this situation, you're right. He has the money to say, "What do you want? Seven billion? Eight billion? Twenty billion? Sure, I want in." Yes, he could. My point is, like I said earlier, if he wants this team, it'll happen. There's no amount of money that yes. would stop him. The from question buying. is, does he want this team? Yes, or does he want a team? That's that's exactly right. So I'm saying. Everyone in the line of we'd also like to buy the commanders if we if, if it's available, they know that if Bezos says, I am good with the terms, I like the numbers, I want this team, the NFL's not gonna be like, Oh, hold on a second. Even though I'm quite sure some of the guys in the NFL don't like the fact they're no longer gonna be the richest owner. Right? David Tepper probably is a little bit like, uh, well, he already lost because Walton's richer than him. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, the new family that just bought in Walton's with the Broncos. has got like $60 billion or something. Right. And guys like Jerry Jones will approve this. They'll be happy with Bezos because, number one, even the super rich guys like to hang out with the richer guy to some degree. Like, they they like to be... He will Trust go around me. and say, look, I brought in Jeff Bezos. If I, I helped make that happen. is $7 billion, he they're, will get unanimously approved. They're all thrilled. Because it instantly jumps their franchise values up. Yep, that is exactly right. So, it's all about if Bezos wants this. And if he doesn't, and he decides he's just not interested because of whatever reason, he and Lauren Sanchez decide they don't like football anymore... They want to go to another... No, she likes football. No, she I know, announced she, I know it. she likes it, but what if she changes her mind? Like That's how capricious that sounds to me, where it's like, oh yeah, I like football. I like football. So we're going to buy a $7 billion dollar football team. Oh wait, no, we decided we don't like it anymore. Never mind, we're not going to do that. Like, who knows? Maybe that's on her Christmas list this year. <laughs> you know, we all have these things where your wife says, what would you like for Christmas? And we, we answer. Yeah. My wife asked me that last night. What would I like? Mm-hmm. Maybe Jeff Bezos said, honey, what would you like for Christmas? I like football. I shall buy you the Washington Commanders. That is the weirdest part, I would guess, of dating someone of just Jeff Bezos' stature or just Jeff Bezos. He's the only one of his stature. Because when they ask you, what do you want? The answer is, you know, damn well, I can ask for anything and you can pretty much buy any physical object that exists. Yeah, anything that exists. I can probably buy it. So then you have to play the game of, well, do I ask for that? I've always wanted an old spaceship. Where would I store it? Like you could ask. He can afford it. Now, maybe that's too rude to say I want an old NASA spaceship. I'd like you to buy the space shuttle, please. But he can buy it. So you have to think in your own head, what does this question actually mean? Should I ask for whatever I want because he can buy it? Or should I throttle it back? Maybe she didn't and said, I want the football team, and that's why they're here. Well, maybe she really wanted the whole league, but <laughs> he was like, let's not get well, crazy. You know, we'll just, how about a team? Okay, I guess. <laughs> He's like, I'll buy you the AFC North. And she was like, ew. <laughs> ew. Who wants that? It's gross. Uh, around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident causing slowdowns on westbound 670 after Leonard Avenue. ODOT crews are now on scene trying to get things clear, but please keep an eye out for the crews and watch out for slowdowns here as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dime Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at your local Fresh Dime Market. This week, save an antibiotic-free, honest, whole fresh turkey, just a dollar forty-nine a pound, now through November 24th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish sandwich all day. 
that crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Common Man and T-Bones around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg. Big Ten News and Notes. Sponsored by your Central Ohio Toyota dealers. Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Every single Thursday this here time, we talk to our guy. He covers college football for ESPN. It's around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. Adam, good to talk to you, my friend. Oh, good to be with you guys. I ask you this question every single week. And I'm going to ask it again because the answer changes every single week. Who is winning the Big Ten West? <laughs> Unfortunately, it's gotten more complicated. I guess it's fortunate if you're a Purdue fan or a Iowa fan or something like that. But uh, I, I really don't know what to say. I thought this was Illinois division. And unfortunately for them, you know, they lost two games at home that either one would have essentially clinched the division. And now they have Michigan on the road, a tough game. They'll be, you know, have heavy underdogs. So really does open the door for a team like Iowa, which, you know, we all made fun of for the first half of the season. And yet they're sitting here with a, a chance to once again go to Indianapolis, even though they have one of the worst offenses we've seen in the last 10 years in college football. So, you know, that's the Big Ten West for you. Um, you know, not a lot of good offenses, not a lot of good quarterbacks, but um, some really good defenses, and um, you know we'll see if it's Iowa. We'll see if if Purdue can maybe uh, squeak in there. But uh, whoever it is, I don't think they're going to have much of a chance against Ohio State or Michigan. I'm going to ask you kind of a philosophical question on the Big Ten West, and feel free to expound on this beyond the Big Ten. But I love watching my Ohio State Buckeyes play because they play better football than what I see often in the Big Ten West. But is it wrong of us college football fans who often just write off the Big Ten West and say, ah, oh, it's all boring and crap and weird and all that? When in reality, like, what we want is this, right, from college football. We want the fact that, like, two weeks to go, there's four or five teams that could potentially still win this thing. They've got oaken buckets and pigs and all kinds of trophies on the line and axes on the line. Like, I'm saying, isn't that still a good college football product, even if it's not the best college football product? Oh, it is. And I mean, enough of those teams have won bowl games. I mean, they actually compete pretty well nationally. Um, I, I think there's probably a larger question to ask of why aren't there better quarterbacks on that side of the conference? Aiden O'Connell is a really good player. Um, but, but they're really, uh, if you look at Wisconsin, you look at Iowa, Northwestern has, has been really bad at quarterback. Illinois hasn't had a great quarterback for a while. I mean, we see other places in the country, you know, not the non-brand name programs, still have really good quarterbacks. And so I think that's the bigger question to ask because you've had programs in mean, Iowa and Wisconsin have been among the most, you know, top 20 programs in the country in terms of winning in the last uh, five years. In Wisconsin's case, you go back to 10, 20 years, they've been one of the more winning programs, but they just don't have those elite offenses to complement really good defenses. But as far as NFL, as far as bowl games, you know, there's, there's actually some, some, a lot of success on that side of the conference. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg here on The Fan. We know what's coming next week here. The game. Uh, Ohio State goes on the road to play Maryland for their tune-up. And Michigan hosts Illinois. We were talking about that game earlier. Which team 
And maybe the answer is neither. Maybe you think they both go out and take care of business and they're both blowout games. But can you see a scenario where either one of these teams, potentially both of these teams, plays a closer game than they would like because they're looking forward to next week? Yeah, I think it's certainly possible. I mean, Illinois defensively is still really good. And I don't think Michigan, even though their running game is terrific, there's some questions about J.J. McCarthy, guys. And I think he's still got a bright future but um, I think he needs to do more uh, beginning this week against a really good defense to give people confidence that he can go out and beat Ohio State on the road. Um, uh, as good as they are on the offensive line, as good as Blake Corum is, who I wrote about this week, and Donovan Edwards is his compliment in the backfield. So I think that, that's a tricky one. I thought it was going to be Ohio State-Maryland, but Maryland's doing what they always do, which is just not show up in November. Um, I thought this was a, a really talented team, especially their passing game with Tully got a, a tongue of Iloa and all those receivers, and, and man, it's gotten bad in a hurry. So uh, maybe they show up. This is the game that they put it all together and, and test Ohio State, but um, I, I don't think that's going to be a competitive game in the second half. I think Illinois has got the defense, especially you know with cold weather and so forth, to hang around a little bit at Michigan. I just don't think they can score. Really, nobody, guys, has scored consistently on the Wolverines now for about a month. Um, let's switch over to Penn State real quick, because James Franklin has amassed yet again a Eight and two record looks like very well. Ten plus win season on the line here. Bowl game, all that stuff, all good. This is a guy last year. This time we didn't know what he was going to be doing. He kind of got the contract. I think some people were surprised by that. How important was it for him to have this season at Penn State and kind of reassure everyone that yeah, it, I was worth the money. This was a good deal. And even though the Ohio State Michigan answer was not there this year, he still answered all the other questions. Yeah, I wonder. It's a good question. I wonder how people really view James after this season. Let's say they go 10-2. and two, Let's say they win a solid bowl game. They're going to be in the top 10. Uh, you certainly celebrate that. But, you, you know, you lost definitively to Michigan. You weren't competitive in the second half. And then you kind of fall apart at the end against Ohio State. You know, they have to win those games. And maybe next year's the year that they do it. So I, I think, you know, it, it certainly stabilizes things a bit after the last few years, which weren't good unequivocally for Penn State, but they are, they're going to have some pressure, especially with that contract and, and some of the excitement with their young players. I just talked to someone there a few minutes ago, and, and they're really excited not only uh, about you know, Drew Aller, who's, who's going to be their quarterback next year, but some of their young uh, defensive players, Abdul Carter, uh, the person I talked to, said he's going to be a first-round pick eventually, so keep, keep an eye on him as a freshman linebacker. So there's talent there, but they ultimately are going to be judged by the Ohio State game and the Michigan game, because if you keep losing those games, um, it's not going to justify the contract. It's not going to justify some of the other commitments that they're making. So definitely a better season, but the pressure is not going away for James Franklin in 2023. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg here on The Fan. All right, last question for you. It has nothing to do with the Big Ten, but I'm the host and I can change the rules. I find this fascinating. I want to get your take on it. Do you think when it's all said and done this season, Texas A&M pays Jimbo Fisher $86 million to go away? (laughs) Man, I mean, they have a history of throwing money at things, right? Um, You know, if any school could do it and and it'd be absolutely on brand, it would be Texas A&M. I don't think ultimately it happens because that price tag is just simply too high. But it's a situation to watch. I I don't think for sure it's just, oh, Jimbo's going to run it back and we're going to hire a new offensive coordinator. It's just a place that we're all going to be watching to see what actually takes place after that LSU game 
especially if they get uh, whipped like they have been the last few weeks. So um, I, I I can't put anything past Texas A&M because of the resources and the and the crazy money that's thrown around. That's that's who they are. But would they actually fire a coach who's owed that much money left on his contract? Probably not. Adam, we appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk next week. Thanks, guys. Have a good weekend. Around the Big Ten with Adam Rittenberg on the Bryant Heating and Cooling Systems Fan Guest Hotline. We have talked about that situation. They're three and seven. Yeah. Like, there's there's not performing up to expectation, and then there's just complete and total embarrassing failure. They're in that last category. Oh, it's, yeah, especially with the recruiting class that they brought in, the amount of money that's been committed both to the football coach and the football team, and the results not even being... It's one thing if you are... you Like we just talked about, James Franklin. You lose your two biggest games. That's frustrating. Yeah, it's disappointing. A lot of people have high expectations. They say, can we, be, can we do better with this amount of money to get a guy who could actually get us competing for national championships? Texas A&M thought they would be competing for national championships. They're they're not going to be in a bowl game this year. That's how awful this year has been. It's it's ridiculous. The Bengals have a Jamar Chase target date. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. That earlier accident has finally cleared from 670 Westbound after Leonard Avenue. All lanes have reopened, but plan on residual slowdowns that area. I was going to find some traffic on I-71 north side northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Looking for holiday gifts that won't be re-gifted? Head to eBay Motors. With millions of parts and accessories at the right prices, there's something for every car lover on your list. With the money you save, you can pick up something for yourself, too. Happy holidays, indeed. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Objects in radio may be dumber than they appear. This is Man and Bone. Gonna take some gasoline burner fast now. There we go. Would you rather is coming up at 534. Send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. We have Thursday Night Football tonight, Boner. Mm. Titans at the Packers. We will join that game in progress after Jackets time tonight, but there could be a little uh, cold, snowy weather in Green Bay for that tonight. The Thursday night ratings for last week bottomed out. They were awful. I would assume that tonight pops a huge number just because you have, you know, Titans are a good team. Packers are a good-ish team that saved their season last week, but Packer fan base is huge. Oh, yeah. I would assume this would pop a number. Well, I would think so. And if you had told me going into the season that we would be in, what is this, week 11, and Titans-Packers is the Thursday night game, and one of those teams is 6-3 and three, and the other one's 4-6, and six, I'd say, well, I know who th- I know who's who. Yeah. Packers are the team that's 6-3. and three. No, not, not what we thought at all. And, you know, I truly wonder if, if they didn't pull that game out against the Cowboys last week, like, when when does Jordan love time happen? But now they don't have to worry about that, at least not in the immediate future, I wouldn't think. Bengals have internally set a target date for Jamar Chase to return from his hip 
Now, they're playing in, in uh, Pittsburgh this weekend. He's not going to be available for that. They are hoping, though, for the Titans game, which is the 27th, he will be ready to go. Yeah, that's 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 pretty good. I mean, if you can get to that point and hopefully have him available, I think most Bengals fans would be okay with that. They desperately need, I don't, well, desperate's not the right word. They really need this game against the Steelers. No, you need this game. Yeah. This is this is desperate time. You look at the tail end of the schedule, it is difficult. And and you have to win this game against a bad football team. And I know the Steelers won last week. Congratulations. Steelers are a bad football team right now. Yeah, I agree. Now, let me ask this, because I don't know the answer, and I'm, maybe you don't either. Um, I mean, we're not going to have lake effect snow in Pittsburgh. Obviously, it's a few hours away no. from the lake, but... Is there any threat of bad weather for this game? I don't. I mean, just overall cold. I think. Okay, because I just I was wondering if that factors in at all with making it tougher for this Bengals offense at all. But I mean, they should be able to run the football well. You would you'd like to think. I mean, the way they've done it. Hopefully, they can continue to do that with Joe Mixon, but we'll see. Uh, Bengals are wearing the all whites again for this. White mm. helmet, white jerseys, all white. So all right. Yeah, looking from what I'm seeing here, this appears to say that it'll be uh, looks like no precipitation, but mid twenties to low thirties is what's looking like. They're still the trying to figure out what they're going to do for this Bills Browns game on Sunday. If they're oh, going to yeah. try and play it, if they're going to try and move it, they, they're not going to delay it. It's going to be played on Sunday. They can't play this game on Monday because I think the Bills play the Bills, following the Thursday. Bills play, well, that's the thing. And Eobald Collin was saying this in the office, and he's spot on that. The NFL, if they wanted to, the the most obvious answer to this is move it to Detroit. Yeah. And then... Leanna can go. Sure. Well, is she this... Won't. I don't know if she lives within a few blocks... I said she could go. Ford Field. She won't. Okay. But that is because the Bills play the Lions, I'm pretty sure, on Thanksgiving. I think that's their opponent. So they could just... stay. I mean, well, they could fly back to Buffalo. It's not that far. But point being, like... That wouldn't be a stretch to think they could, you know, do whatever they have to do. It wouldn't upset too much to play that game in Detroit. So, speaking of the Lions, your guy Dan Campbell biting off kneecaps. <laughs> you love him, do I? Yes. Before I didn't know the, I loved yeah, him. before the season, like, hey, I wait, Lions, Dan Campbell, because you watched him on TV Hang and you on. got sucked into That's the production. That's not it. That I said it. everyone was excited about this guy and everyone thinks the Lions are going to be good. You did too. I didn't think. You I didn't did. know. I just said maybe they will. Let's maybe, go to the replay booth. Maybe they'll buy in Teddy, on it. Teddy's the replay official. Am I making this up or was he high on the Lions and Dan Campbell? He was as high on the Lions as you were with oh. Zach Wilson. There you go. That's right. Thank you. Hey. One of those guys is winning games. Okay. Even That's though, true. Even Dan though he's, he's not the reason why. <laughs> Dan Campbell, you're exactly right. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, did you see Brian Dayball, your guy, mm-hmm. uh, tell the story about how he once upon a time interviewed Dan Campbell for a job? Yes. And then he, I did see this, but go ahead. So, I don't want to ruin the whole story. Go so ahead. So Brian Dayball interviewed uh, Dan Campbell. I think it was for a tight ends coach job or sure. something, right? So Dan Campbell comes in. And the way Brian Dayball tells the story is that he was like punching walls and throwing furniture around. And for the second half of the interview, he was completely out of breath because he was doing like some calisthenic routine. <laughs> I'm sure he was. But I'm just saying, if you think I'm sure he was that like this is an act, you know, and it's like, oh, I'm just playing a role like I'm a wrestler cutting a promo. But then I'm mild mannered away from the spotlight and I'm not a genuine crazy person all the time. no. That Dan Campbell is a genuine crazy person. I don't doubt that he is. I don't think it's an act at all. I, I think he's a guy. I think 
the reason people believe in him being a decent football coach, that having the potential to be that, is because he's never going to be that coach that you say, yes, like like Sean McVay has been viewed as a guy who's a brainiac, right? They talk about how he can remember everything. Obviously, it's not working out so yeah, well right now. A, he's such a brainiac, except when he's running his starters out there under two minutes in a blowout game. I know, I know. Such a smart guy. But I'm saying Sean McVay had that on him for a while, right? Because of that. There are plenty of coaches who are thought of in that way of like, well, they're just so smart. Dan Campbell's the other type of NFL coach that has proven to be successful from time to time as well, which is, yeah, man, the X and O's, I know them. I got other guys who help with that and do all that stuff. But people in the locker room will follow him because he they know he's 100% genuine and they believe that that guy... They'd go to war for him because he's just That's fine. so real I'm and not, so genuine. I'm and all not that. saying that Dan Campbell's not a good football coach. I'm saying that Dan Campbell is not a good head coach. Well, he would make an excellent I coach say, on that staff. What I'm trying to be clear on is that there are coaches who are genuine, who are like that, who are successful. Then there are the brainiacs who people are like, well, I don't really relate to him, but we win football games, so who cares? Like Bill Belichick. I don't think anybody gets warm fuzzies about Bill Belichick. But he's a brainiac. He knows what he's doing. He obviously played football, but he knows football. But he's a guy who clearly is not yeah. getting by on the, I motivate you to play for me because I really, you really, really like me. also wasn't always Bill Belichick. You no. know, he didn't start out in the league going, and, and wearing homeless people clothes. He developed into that once he got more cachet. Right. But that's when he started winning. Was when he he didn't have to motivate the people as much as he had to say, I've got brilliant schemes. And yeah, guys still go to war for him because they started winning. He probably had a couple years of charisma and then it all was flushed down the drain. I'm saying there are coaches like Dan Campbell who also get guys to believe in them, but you better have a great staff underneath of him to help with all that other game planning X's and O's stuff. Ryan Day with his radio show today. You will hear from the coach coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find some backups on the east side of I-70 eastbound between Livingston Avenue and US-33. Plan on some delays. On the west side of I-70 eastbound between Mount Street and Route 315. Traffic is slow there as well. And more delays on I-71 north side northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real fresh, real low prices at the local Fresh Time Market. This week save on sweet potatoes. Just 49 cents a pound. Now through November 24th. Get real. Only an array with fan traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. These guys are a big deal. And by big deal, I mean cheap and fat. You're listening to Common Man and T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by the Hinderer Motor Company. Would You Rather's coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, Tom Brady and other uh, celebrity endorsers are being sued in connection with FTX's collapse, the crypto house. He apparently had a piece of FTX. Tom Brady did. Yeah, it was part of his uh, endorsement deal, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Uh, so he's being sued. 
five days after FTX is landed in bankruptcy. The suit claims FTX was essentially a pyramid scheme, and it used celebrities like Brady to continue funneling investors into the FTX Ponzi scheme and to promote and substantially assist in the sale of the accounts, which are unregistered securities. Other defendants include Giselle, his wife, uh, Jaguars quarterback Trevor Lawrence, Shaq, Steph Curry, Shohei Otani, and the entire Golden State Warriors. I think that uh, Larry David, who did the commercials, oh, yeah. is also being sued. Which sucks for him because his role in those commercials was basically to be like, this is going to suck. And guess and, what? Like he's, he's Fictional making... Larry was right. Yes. Um, did you see that? So the, the guy who is the, the founder and chief executive, yeah. Sam Bankman-Fried. He looks exactly like I would expect him to look. <laughs> Like, if you thought in your head, like, what does a guy who founded a cryptocurrency place look like? It looks like this guy. Yeah, it looks like someone who was probably in a college class you were in. It was like, everyone says that guy's really smart, but I don't get it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and then you'd be like, and then you'd lose touch with him. You'd never hang out with him. But then you'd find out later he founded something like this, right? So that guy, the story goes that FTX could owe more than $1 million creditors around the world i can you imagine being on the hook to a million different entities how would you even keep all of that straight i don't know the, i don't i don't know how you and i have discussed this i don't remember if it was on the air or off the air like there has to be you would assume when you sign up say i'm gonna i'm gonna name the miami heat arena okay yeah i want to put my name on that i want to put our company logo on Major League Baseball umpire patches. These are, you would think, I mean, again, they cost tens of millions of dollars for someone who was apparently dealing in the billions of dollars. That's not much, but you would think, yeah, that's that's huge amounts well, of money. For example, look, there's lots of expensive houses for sale in central Ohio. And I think there's one for sale in Dublin for like $7 million. Okay. All right? Sure. Teddy... And you and me, we can't just go and say, we want to see that house. No. They're going to say, all right, we need to look into your finances and make sure that you're qualified to even look at this house. Right. Let alone put an you, offer you, you can't in go, on the house. You can't go to a dealership that sells Lamborghinis and say, I want, to take, I want to take a test drive. Right. They're, they're going to be like, great, we need to know that you've got the money to buy They are not going to waste their time with you. I just don't know how a company like this, if it's true, that has a million creditors, like you can just name an arena, sponsor an F1 car, Put patches on umpires, and everybody says, oh, you made your first payment? Okay, good enough for us. Here's what's also mind-boggling to me. And again, I don't understand crypto well enough to know why this was the case. But people who cover the industry and are financial reporters and people who look at these markets and analyze them for a living, they say that this company, FTX, was regarded as among the safest and most reliable yes. corners of the crypto. That's the shocking thing. It was like, well, okay, if you get it on FTX, that's real. If you get it on, you know, Paris Hilton's Ethereum, whatever, like that's not maybe the best thing, but go get some FTX some something. penicillin traded. for that Ethereum. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, Throw right? Throw that Ethereum They're right like, up. There still are. There's lots of these people who are celebrity endorsers who are like, oh yeah, buy my coins. They're out there. That I could understand maybe you're a little concerned of, but this FTX thing was supposed to be more solid. And then they come up last week and say, we're $8 billion short and we need money immediately. Otherwise, we're dead. 
8 billion light in a week? What was this build on? I don't know. And how did this not? Like, there are people whose job it is to investigate fraud and dig into financial situations. Mm. Like, maybe on the underground scene, people were talking about how this was coming, but did you see anybody posting warning signs? No. Well, I mean, I've there's been people posting like, hey, uh, just in general, be aware crypto is volatile. Well, yeah, but like nothing, nothing saying FTX, big red flags. Right, no, right. nothing like that. Now, all again, right. I'm not in it, but... I find that, all of this very fascinating. But to your to your point about being able to get a sponsorship on a stadium deal, like we we do have that right with I mean the Staples Center is now the crypto.com center. I believe they changed the name yeah. to that. How long until that well, goes away? My point is I think sometimes these sports entities they've been so stable kind of in in the in the face of probably pretty long odds what are some of the most sustainable television products that we have in all of the media? It's it's sporting events. It's NFL games specifically, college football games after that. So I'm sure some of these sports entities, these billionaire owners who get into this and say, yeah, I'm going to own a sports team because look how valuable they are. They may not have ever thought that would be that valuable of an entity, but now it is. It's one of the most stable products you can get into owning a sports team in theory. And it seems to be proven year after year after year. So then something else comes along that's supposedly the next big thing that you can put your money into. And they probably go, well, yeah, okay. FTX or crypto or Bitcoin. These are all, yeah, that's pretty much like what I was with sports 30 years ago when I bought this team. And look what it's done for me. They're they're going to be just the same as me in 30 years. So yeah, we'll we'll get in with them now and that'll work out well. Also, I understand that every athlete now doesn't just want to be an athlete. They want to be a mogul. I get it. But... Like, this is going to be a pain in the ass legally for you. It is. Stick to sandwiches and deodorant <laughs> and shoes. And just cash your checks. Like, well, is this worth it for you? I like it. Russell Wilson actually had the right idea by doing a sandwich that doesn't even exist. Because then they're like, yeah, I went to Subway and you don't have your sandwich. It's like, yeah, can't sue me for that, though. You're just hungry. <laughs> right. There's nothing no else. One's, no one's suing Tom Brady for a bad sub. <laughs> But you wipe out my entire finances. Yeah, yes, maybe you get I'm sued. Be concerned. Is it worth it to you? Oh man! And I and I will say this: I know we have like, and, and this is not the same thing. But like, we have ripped the NFTs. We have ripped you know some of this Bitcoin stuff. Just as being like, I'm not so sure about it. I I don't know. I I whenever I'm poking fun at that, I'm poking fun at the the guy who ran FTX. I'm not poking fun at the people who genuinely took three or five grand and that's their no, savings no, no, and said, of course not. Of I course believe not. these very smart people and everyone in this industry telling me this is good. I don't blame you at all for this. This sucks. This is horrible. I hope this Bankman freed guy goes to jail forever. If he did the things they're accusing him of, I hope anyone who is making billions off of people's hard earned savings. I hope they go to jail for a long time, right? I got no love for Bernie Madoff or any of those types of people. So that's what I'm saying. Like, whoever it is that's doing this stuff, yes, I hope you go to jail if you did the wrong things. I am not, but I'm making fun of those people, not actual people who thought, yeah, this sounds good. All a bunch of YouTubers are all doing it, but so is everyone at the Wall Street Journal or so is everybody on Yahoo Finance. Maybe I should put a little money into it. I am not making fun of that at all. Bernie's dead, right? Yes, he is. I believe so. And his son killed himself, too. So his son. Oh, he did. Yeah. When all this came out, 
Well, yeah. Son killed himself. He probably, yeah, that's awful. That see, man, this, this <laughs> it ain't worth it. The, like, no, not the amount of money, the it. amount of money you could make by scamming people, it may be in the short term, but the, the, like, this is to me, if, if this is all true, what they're saying about FTX, where they're saying this guy had a billion credit or a, a billion, a million creditors, still ridiculous. And he had in a week, an $8 billion run on what he had built air quotes built. That's psychopath behavior, right? Well, the yes, Madoff stuff is psycho behavior where I'm. We look at someone who would go and murder nine people in eight states and go, that that's just a crazy person. They're just out of their mind. But we don't do that with these people who scam hundreds of thousands or millions of people out of their money, if that's what happened here. We don't equate the two, but they're pretty much the same thing. You have no, you, you, you don't care about anybody's livelihood. You don't care about anything. And I'm not saying that, that Tom Brady and Steph Curry and Shaq, all these people were were in on it and they were trying to deceive oh, no. people but everybody no. wants to be on shark tank now everybody wants to be the guy writing the check and being daddy warbucks there there's a sense of responsibility when you invest in a company oh all well, right I'll everybody you, yeah. wants to the i i want to be a mogul i want to do this i want to own a team someday that's great there's responsibility here i don't know why some of these guys who are already filthy rich want to take that responsibility you know who i wouldn't want to be right now among all the people caught up in this mess I would not want to be the money guy for the Brady's, for Steph Curry, for Shaq, or anyone else who's getting embroiled in this. Because if I'm getting a lawsuit, you're getting a lawsuit. Because I'm quite sure Tom Brady didn't just go in and say, guys, FTX, get me in. Maybe maybe one or two of these athletes did, but probably a lot of them, their financial people are like, we're getting approached by a lot of different companies. These are the best ones we think work. And I'll tell you, this FTX... This is where we should be. We want to be right here. I would hope that any one of these people who are of this status, like Tom Brady, like Steph Curry, like Giselle, I would hope that they have people who are in their corner who say, oh, and we're going to make sure in this contract, if any of this goes belly up, you are completely not liable for anything. Yeah, well, we'll see. I would hope that's all in there, but... Who knows, man? Also, be Larry, be Larry, and be, be, Larry. And be Leary, <laughs> and just be a guy named Larry. Be Larry. Of anyone who comes to you and says, yeah, there's no cash for this, but we'll give you a slice of the pie. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes that works out, and sometimes it's FTX. All right, Ryan Day with his radio show today. Here's Ryan Day saying the goals are there. You know what? Forget about it. <laughs> Stupid. You know what Ryan Day said. The goal's there. Yeah. We're going to try to attain everything. You know, I'm, no, but I'm looking at on this week. Ted's looking at me. I'm looking at the clock. I don't have time for this crap right now. Well, you know what? We went off on All right. dumb crypto. So when you take a break, evil I'll, crypto people. I'll come back and I'll play you Ryan Day sound bites. All right, fine. Okay? Fine. That we'll sounds that. good. Uh, and I have 10 seconds to kill because Leanne is not ready. Why do you have 10 is, seconds is to she, kill? Is she there? Is she ready? Okay. She's ready now. All right. Good. She's going to go to the Bills. And the Browns game if they go to Detroit this week. Oh. We're going to make her uh, go. There is some news on that. We can get oh, to that when we get back, too. Look at Yeah, you. we can. All right. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Like you see you come here and try that. All right. Watch out for an accident blocking the two left lanes of I-70 eastbound at Route 315. Traffic is stop and go in this area. Police and emergency crews remain on scene trying to get this cleaned up. Plan about a 15-minute backup in the meantime. This traffic report is sponsored by GeneratorFranchise.com. Millions protect their homes from power outages with Generac Home Standby Generators. 
Would you like to be part of this lucrative industry? Generator Supercenter, the nation's number one Generac generator dealer, has limited franchise opportunities in your area. Learn more at generatorfranchise.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Did you feel that? It's your radio getting fatter. Getting fatter. Chubby time. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Hello. Happy Thursday. The Jenner T-Bone's coming up at 448. Would you rather in the 5 o'clock hour send in your would you rather tweets at manandbone971, your chance to win fabulous prizes. All right, what's the latest Browns and Bills? Uh, the latest is multiple sources now confirming the Browns and Bills game is being moved to Detroit. So we lose out on a fun weather game. What should be a fun, what could have been a fun weather game. Now will be played at Ford Field and... Uh, that's good for Kevin Stefanski because he won't have to commit to running the football. So, yay. <laughs> Idiot. Uh, 10 TV wants to send you to the game against a team up north. Make sure to watch Wake Up Sea Bus all week at 6.15 for a daily trivia question. Then head to 10TV.com for a chance to win a pair of tickets. Make sure to watch every day to increase your chances to win. Mm. I, I heard mm-hmm. that, uh, speaking of morning shows, yeah, I heard that Jeff Thidoff, Tito, was on Morning Juice today. He was. He was doing doing God's work over there. I didn't think the halfway house let him out that early. <laughs> Glad to see it. You know what, though? I will give him credit. I was listening a little bit this morning. He had some good lines. He was funny. He was engaging. Good job, Tito. Good job, Tito. It's always fun when you get a call 24 hours before you have to do your radio show to come on in. That's the always fun. The Saints have decided to stick with the Ginger Ninja, Andy Dalton, this week against the Rams. So they must really hate Jameis Winston. I guess or so. Or his back is too hurt. I don't know. But it's still Andy Dalton. Oh, him too. Yeah. Andy Dalton's job. All right, Ryan Day. Ryan Day with his radio show today. He was right. He was right. Wow. Are you okay? Let's wow. Just, let's, all right. Wow! All right, let's back up. Adnan Verk here. I do everybody. Let's back up. Three, two, one, and go. Ryan Day with his radio show today. Got any, Ryan uh, Day mauled by wolves. <laughs> he was delicious. <laughs> uh, Ryan Day on his radio show today mm-hmm. was talking about their goals and how they haven't achieved their goals yet, but they're right there for them. Okay? Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Well, I, I think you know you're you're ten and zero, and you haven't reached any of your goals, but you have an opportunity here to to reach a couple of them here in the next you know few games, and so we're into November, and here here we are, and if we want to reach our goals, we have got to take care of business tomorrow or on uh, Saturday, and you know I think our guys have understood that the message all along has been a competitive excellence, and really that started in week one, and that's just an understanding you have to. You know, come to grips with when you're at Ohio State. You got to bring it every single week. So, you know, week in and week out, that question comes up: How do you stay focused right now? How do you stay focused right now? It's something we've been doing all year, and it's something that we've you know made a, a priority all year in term competitive stamina. So, doesn't make it easy. Doesn't mean it's going to happen. We've got to go put it on the field. I was thinking about this driving in this morning about how you know we're here and it's 
you know, mid late November, Thanksgiving is one week from today. How we're staring this Michigan game in the face. We've had all this football so far. Ryan Day said, I can't believe we're here. I can't believe there's only two games left. Right. And I guess me too, but I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe you disagree with me. I think everything we've seen up to this point has almost been the preseason. None of this really mattered. Yeah, I mean, I I think the Penn State game felt a little bit less like the preseason. Yeah, that's fine, but as as the years go, that game is less and less important because you never lose that game. You know, yeah, you don't lose it as often as you used to. You almost never lose it. It's it's a story when it's a close game. Yeah, but you know, you never really. Oh, it's a coin toss. Throw the records out. No, you don't throw the records out because you know pretty much Ohio State wins the game every single year. Ryan Day knows too that. It's great you beat Penn State, and it's great that you, you know, score seventy-seven points week two of the what was it week two or week three of the season they scored? Yeah, I forget. A ridiculous amount. It was of a points. while ago. Yeah, that's all well and good that you're so far better than everybody you've played by a wide margin, but it's about beating Michigan. It's about winning the Big Ten, and then everything else. Obviously, you want to go to the playoffs. You want to represent yourself, but that's the bare minimum now. Yeah, Ryan Day knows that the bare minimum is beat Michigan, win the Big Ten. Everything else we'll try and take care of, but we need to take care of those two things. And here we are. Yeah, and I guess the the nice thing is, because of now the last, what, 20-plus years or so of how it's gone for Ohio State against Michigan, that does feel like it's, it's supposed to be that you beat Michigan. That's the way it is at Ohio State and has been for the last 20 years. But... There, there are, there is still the his, the historic nature of this rivalry, and there's still last year where it flipped, and so you don't want to see that go back and become a two year thing. You don't want to become a three year thing, and suddenly the question is, will Ryan Day beat Michigan again? He knows that pressure, and what what he was talking about there with Maryland is like, you know, we've we've accomplished a lot, and we're now to this point where we're in November, we're in the middle of it, we got a lot more to go, and yet. You have to go focus on a Maryland team that all they've got left to play for is beating you. Not everything they've got left to play for. Most of what they've got left to play for is beating you. That would be a huge thing for them to pull that off. And he's got to try to keep everyone's focus on this Maryland team because they're a Big Ten team with a semi-dangerous offense that could pose some problems for you. And then you've got to immediately go from that to the biggest thing you've had on your calendar all year long. I don't know how these coaches do it. It is truly amazing that they are able to keep the team locked in when that happens. Hopefully it happens this Saturday. I just went back and looked at this because I wanted to confirm it. Ohio State has won 10 of the last 11 games against Penn State. Yeah, I know. They've also won probably the same number of games against Michigan in that time span. It doesn't mean, you know, I mean, like we know, though, this year, which one's the bigger game, right? Because we know which one just happened to go against you. Like Michigan has turned the tide. Penn State, the reason that's not as big is because we know they're pretty much, they get beat nine times out of 10 with James Franklin when it comes to Ohio State and Michigan. And so now they have to, as we talked about with Rittenberg, they've got to become that team that more regularly beats Ohio State and makes it a big three. They haven't done that. We talked about uh, C.J. Stroud and how he's now all of a sudden a running threat. 
Here is Ryan Day talking about that. You know, we don't tackle CJ in practice. We don't really tackle anybody in practice. We really don't hit CJ in practice. <laughs> he wears a, a black jersey to make sure that we're smart about that. that, that that's a, that's something that the D-line has to understand, and they do an unbelievable job of that. Larry does a great job of that, of understanding that in practice as, as they're working their, their technique. No, you know, we, we have uh, things that we work on on a weekly basis when, you know, it's it's time and it's appropriate. You know, we, we involve him in the run game, whether it's, you know, through RPOs or checking away from somebody or also having to, you know, put the ball in his arms like you did uh, in the Northwestern game. God, I hope they're not touching him in practice. No. They should be going up to him and massaging him. Well, <laughs> right. You would think that that's, I think that's pretty well established across most of organized football that you don't hit the quarterback unless you absolutely have to, and that should only be in a game. But yeah, there was a quote last week when you were out where Ryan Day had a quote that where he went back and forth that made you think, did CJ commit to the run or did Ryan Day commit to calling it? Because well, we've had that debate, and he basically said, yeah, like, CJ's embraced the run, and so that's a good thing. And you think, ah, so it was CJ not wanting to run the football. And then it went to, and we have realized that we don't want to put him in those situations too often, but when it's necessary, we've found that it's probably a good idea to do so. Something like that, and you're like, well, wait, which, who was it? Was it you not calling it, or was it him not wanting to do it? Was it both? Was it neither? And I still feel like we've got no answer on that. We also really got no answer on Jackson Smith and Jigba. I don't have a cut of this because this happened after the show was over. He was talking to reporters, he being Ryan Day. This is called the uh, post-radio show Cigarette Session. That's where they right. all sit around and smoke cigarettes. They're like, oh man, that sex was good. Now let's talk some more. <laughs> and, you know, he was asked about Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, you know, he was asked, are you confident that he's going to play this season? And he said, I wouldn't use the word confident. I'll say hopeful. Mm-hmm. Which... Him saying that is not hopeful. No, I, mean, I don't think so. At least he's he's acknowledging the reality. Okay, and I th- I think that's becoming more and more clear every time Ryan Day talks about it. Is that they want him to be out there? I'm sure Jackson Smith and Jigba wants to be out there too. But for whatever reason, this injury to whatever level it is is preventing that from happening. And so Ryan Day has gone from. I'm going to just will it into existence by saying, yeah, we think it's going to happen pretty quick to, well, I hope it is, but I acknowledge that you're probably sick of hearing me say that it's going to happen soon. And and it, this is him starting to show that probably he's frustrated a little bit by that. Not with any one player, not with Jackson Smith and Jigba well, or he, anything. He showed that weeks ago right, that he was like, frustrated. He's frustrated by the situation. Regardless of why it's happening, it's frustrating. Uh, The Rose Bowl may be the most annoying thing in sports. I'll tell you why coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some heavy slowdowns on I-70 east side eastbound before Hamilton Road. An accident blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from James Road. Keep an eye out for the police on scene. You'll also find on the west side of I-70 eastbound at Route 315 an accident blocking the two left lanes. Traffic is stop and go here as well. Emergency crews on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Feast for less this Thanksgiving with Meyer. Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound with your additional $25 purchase. Limit one. Shop all your favorite sides, pies, ice cream, and so much more to fill your family table at Meyer. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. 
change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. Just be glad you aren't as stupid as these two. Oh, yes. This, this is Common Man and T-Bone. Tonight on The Fan, it is the Buckeyes show at 6. Then at 6.30, coverage for the Jackets and the Canadiens. Catch all the action right here on The Fan. So they're trying to expand the college football playoffs, right? To 12 teams. Yes. Trying to get on the same page so we can do this early for 2024-2025. And I'm reading about the progress of this. And it's astonishing to me. Because I would think the biggest hurdle would be, I don't know, how to divvy up the hundreds of millions of dollars fairly to all the institutions and all the conferences taking part in this. I would think that would be the biggest issue. That would seem pretty important. But it's not. You know what the biggest issue is? What's that, Mike? The GD Rose Bowl. (laughs) God forbid we upset the delicate genius that is the Rose Bowl. Here is what it says. And by it, I mean a story on The Athletic. The biggest issue remains the schedule. And the position with the Rose Bowl is the biggest hurdle in that. The Bowl wants broadcast window guarantees in the future playoffs to host another non-playoff game every third year in exchange for giving up its relationships with the Big Ten and the Pac-12 early for 2024-2025. The Rose Bowl wants to keep an exclusive 5 p.m. Eastern time time slot on New Year's Day in the years it also has a semifinal in later weeks. That additional game every third year would go up against quarterfinal games in that same time slot. In years the Rose Bowl is a quarterfinal wouldn't be an issue. Playoff officials have been frustrated with the Rose Bowl's stance. So I'm trying to remember here. With the quarterfinals, would those be home site playoff games? Or is that the round after the home site playoff games? I guess that's what they're talking about. Is that right? Yeah, it must be. Teddy? No, well, well, quarterfinals would be the yeah the eighteen. I mean, obviously, yeah, 18. yeah, yeah. So that would be the sec, like second round. The second game, round. Yeah. Okay, so you'd have your home side playoff games, then they'd have all these bowl games that would function as the quarterfinals. Semifinals are what we have now. College football playoffs. I see. So they're mad about like when they are not one of those bowl games, but they still want to have the Rose Bowl. They beat. want their two o'clock Pacific time. Yeah, five Eastern start time oh, on no. New Year's Eve. Yeah, and, that's prime real estate. I'm sorry, that's, that's prime real estate. And they, well, no, it's because of the damn parade. It has nothing to do with the game. Well, it's I, the parade. I know it's the parade, but it's also like I don't think it's, I don't think it's because the parade organizers are like, we can't function if you're going to have it on a different day. And the Rose Bowl's like, gosh, guys, we'd all move, but the parade doesn't want to do it. I'm saying the Rose Bowl knows what they have. They're like Notre Dame. They got grandfathered into a situation where they get the benefit of all this system. Wow. That generates billions of dollars for everyone else. They just get to have the prime spot because of feelings. This is why I couldn't be in charge of anything. Because I would just... I've said this to you before. I'd say, hey, Notre Dame, join a conference, you're out of the playoffs. Right. Don't like it? Yeah. Don't care. Go ahead. What are you right. going to do? And I'd say the, the same Bowl. thing the Rose Bowl. You're either in or you're out. But there are people who are involved in this who go, well, we can't make the Rose Bowl mad because what if they decide not to be a part of the playoffs? Who cares? I'd say, great. Who cares? Let them go have their brilliant sunsets. Let them go have their parade and let them go do that while North Dakota State and, I don't know, Montana play in that thing. Yeah, go ahead. Because we're Xing you out of all of this playoff system and anything else. You can have some other teams come play there that have none of the cachet that made the Rose Bowl the Rose Bowl. 
It is amazing to me how sometimes the real power brokers behind the scenes act like they don't have any power. Yeah. You guys hold all the cards. I get frustrated with Gene Smith about this, too. Gene is the most powerful guy in the Big Ten. Maybe deep down he knows it. Maybe he acts like it behind the scenes. I don't know. But sometimes some of the stuff he says, it's like, Gene, come on. It's not good for us. All right. right. This conf- Whatever we agree to has to be good for us. The days of being team players, that's done. Because we're so much further above everybody else in this conference when it comes to a cachet standpoint, when it comes to a revenue standpoint. And everybody else in this conference knows it. Yeah. Everybody right. knows it. And I and I listen, and I'm with you on all that. I just like I personally don't care if the college football playoff system makes a bunch of money or no money. Here's what truly like it's not that doesn't affect my bottom line. It affects all these people who run college sports, to your point. Here's what bothers me the most about this Rose Bowl thing is that the Rose Bowl the, the the you cannot have this argument both ways. There are people who write about college football, who cover the sport, who talk about it endlessly. That's their job. And they look at the Rose Bowl and whenever they have, you know, the Rose Bowl comes on, they're like, "Ah, oh, look at it. Look at how beautiful Pasadena is. Wow, look at this. It's grandeur. The granddaddy of them all. They have all that grandeur and stuff and all that and it's all great. And then they say, but if we cut the Rose Bowl out of the playoffs, the Rose Bowl won't be the same anymore. And it's like, well, well hold on. The Rose Bowl's not the same I thought, anymore. No, no. I'm saying either the Rose Bowl exists and is so great it doesn't matter who's in it, or the Rose Bowl only functions as being great because Ohio State, USC, all these great programs for years played in it. Which one is it? Because if it's so important to have them in the college football playoffs, then they should realize that as much as anyone else. And you should say, cool, you can play your game anytime you want. It doesn't need a brilliant sunset. You can have it at night. You can have it in the morning because you're a function of this college football playoffs and you need these great teams. If your answer is, no, the Rose Bowl stands on its own. It doesn't need anyone. Great. Then let it go out of the playoffs and be the Rose Bowl by itself somewhere else. And to your point about Notre Dame, Notre Dame, same that's thing. exactly what I'd say to them. You don't you get either, independent voting rights. You Sorry. are either a big part of college football because you produce great games and you're part of this system and you want to be all in that, or you're this outlier that can stand on your own and you don't need anyone. Great. Go be them somewhere. Go be that and somewhere I'm, else. I'm not, fo- I'm not forcing you to join this. Go ahead. Be live. No, be go live golf. Go stand out and do your thing. We will not force you to be a part of this. But if you want to be a part of it, this is how it works. Call all your buddies around college football and try and form college football NWO. I don't care. But well, yeah. you're either getting involved or you're not. You're not going to be treated any special with your special voting rights. And as for the Rose Bowl, I, I get this label put on me. It drives me crazy. And it's it's stupid because you know that I love history and tradition. Yes, maybe you do. Maybe to uh-huh. a fault. I don't want things I mean, to change because I you, appreciate you it. You like the tradition and stuff. I don't think it's to a fault, but I get what you're saying. But I, I'm not just looking at the Rose Bowl saying, oh, who cares about you? You were never really that important anyway. I love the history of the Rose Bowl. I Some of my greatest memories in sports have to do with the Rose Bowl. I don't want to take that away. But let's stop pretending that that current Rose Bowl exists in 2022. It doesn't. The Rose Bowl has been dead for a while. The importance of the Rose Bowl has been dead for a while. If you're honest with yourself, Buckeye fans, if you're playing in the Rose Bowl last year, perfect example. Yeah. If you're playing in the Rose Bowl, it is a consolation prize unless it's a playoff game. That's reality. Let's stop trying to bend over backwards to keep some history that doesn't even currently exist. No, that history, in fact, that 
that I brought up where I said, oh, yeah, it's because you had all these great teams playing in it. Like who? Ohio State and USC. Congratulations. They won't play each other in the Rose Bowl ever again. Right? Right. They're going to be ever. in the same conference. Like, I don't think they're going to make that a Rose Bowl matchup, quite honestly. so Unless somehow they are yeah. two playoff teams and they're playing in the Rose yeah, Bowl. You're right. It, that's never going right. to happen it again. Doesn't, it doesn't seem nearly as likely that that would be the case. So the point here is that Ohio State and Utah is not exactly what the Rose Bowl was built on. Right? There have been lots of matchups in that Rose Bowl since then that don't exactly scream tradition and history and all that. If you're truly telling me the Rose Bowl has to exist at this time because you like the Instagram photo opportunity, that's fine. The Rose Bowl can be whenever they want to be. They can be at this time. They just won't be in the college football playoffs. They won't be a part of any of that. They don't get a cut of that check. I know the reason why that doesn't happen is because the Rose Bowl for years wooed a bunch of these people who vote on this stuff with nice expensive junkets where they took them out and gave them all kinds of nice things that made them feel good about the Rose Bowl and now they're loyal. But someday that's going to come to an end where the people who were wooed by all that and who remember this, they're not going to be running this anymore. And I just wonder if the Rose Bowl, that you can put your foot down one more time and get a few more years out of it, but you're on your last legs of being relevant just on your own. So recognize that and play ball with everybody else who's also recognized that. Degenerate T-Bone is next. Colin Mann and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a serious accident. Still blocking the left lane of the east side of I-70 eastbound before Hamilton Road. Police remain on scene trying to get things cleaned up. You'll also find heavy backups on I-70 eastbound at Route 315. A crash block in the two left lanes. Traffic is bumping to bumper with police and emergency crews on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Vision Zero. Nearly a quarter of Ohio's fatal crashes involve a driver under 25. Join Vision Zero Columbus and help reduce fatal crashes on Columbus streets. Because everyone deserves to make it where they're going. Drive safe, walk safe, bike safe. Learn more at Columbus.gov slash Vision Zero. With fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash aware. The show that will tickle you stupid. This is Man and Bone. The NFL is not waiting around to see how much snow actually falls in Buffalo. They have moved the game on Sunday. Brownies and Bills will play in Detroit Mm -hmm. due to the snowstorm. That lake effect snow is trouble. Yeah, it is intense. And I'll tell you what sucks. We're going to do degenerate T-bone in a second, but I guarantee you there were people who heard about this snowstorm and were looking at it because the line for the Bills and Browns game kept moving down to like almost under 40 for the over-under. And over-under in an NFL game between like 48 and 52 is fairly standard. Like one under 40, an over under at 45 would be like, oh, they don't think there's going to be that high scoring. 41 and a half, people were still taking the under going, it's going to be played in six feet of snow or whatever. I, yeah, let's just take the under and who knows. Now, this game's going to be played in a dome. So <laughs> I would guess if you took the under, you might be just a little bit miffed, just a bit miffed that maybe they're going to go back up and you could have had a lot more breathing room if you just waited and still think these teams aren't going to score against each other, but whatever, that's all gone now. 
Now it's going to probably go up to 48 or 49 like it would be, and people are probably going to get hosed by that. Speaking of gambling lines, it's time for Degenerate T-Bone. Common Man and T-Bones. Degenerate T-Bone. Degenerate T-Bone. T-Bone's picks for the weekend. Sponsored by Ohio Health. Choose between virtual or in-person appointments at 200-plus care sites. Providing the finest care anywhere. OhioHealth.com slash finest care. Bone. All right, man. Here in the land of the NFL, I'm going to give you some games that I don't really have any good logic for. They just feel right. I have good logic for one of them. The rest of them, they just kind of feel right. Titans at the Packers. Titans getting three and a half. I can't really believe in this Packers team, even though what I saw last week, I got to go with the Titans to get the three and a half on the road and maybe keep it within that. Maybe they win it outright, but I'll take the three and a half points. The Bears at the Falcons. Justin Fields is really good now. He's getting three points on the road. I'll take it. I think it's close. Maybe the Bears win that one outright. Uh, Giants, only three points at home over the Lions. Win by just three points over the Lions, right? They're going to blow them out. They're going to smoke them. That should be easy. And finally, the Eagles at the Colts. The Eagles are just six and a half point favorites. Again, also in a dome. Come on. There's no way that Jeff Saturday pulls this off twice, right? Oh, they're going to have Come a parade on. for him if he does. Come on. That's not happening. All right. So there's my NFL bets for you this week. Now you know the soccer's getting some time today. World Cup starts up on Sunday. I've got plenty of thoughts on that. You can hear them all, Bone and Beam United, wherever you get podcasts. We've got a bunch of them out there for you. But here are some things to look for this weekend. Cutter takes on Ecuador in the opening game. Cutter is the host country. They are probably not good enough to actually be in the World Cup, and yet here they are. Same thing happened with Russia four years ago, where Russia wasn't expected to do much, and suddenly they, they actually looked pretty good and had a nice little run. Don't think that's likely with Cutter. Ecuador is plus 148 to win this game outright, and I'd like Ecuador to just win this game outright. I think that's going to happen, so I'm going to take the plus 148 and say thank you very much. That seems pretty good. England takes on Iran on Monday. These are all the Monday games, I'll tell you real quick. They're England the favorite, minus 278. England is one of the top five teams in this uh, in this tournament. Iran is really tough, though, but I still think England pulls this out. I would keep an eye on Iran in the other two games they play in that uh, in that little group. One of which is against the United States, which is very worrisome to me, but more on that another time. Senegal and the Netherlands. Now, the Netherlands are the favorite in this game. They are the favorite to win this group, but Senegal has a lot of very good talent, a lot of English Premier League talented guys. Here's the problem. Sadio Mane plays for Senegal. He is out for this tournament. They just ruled him out today, so that's why Netherlands has now taken the, the brief lead on that. Senegal could actually pull the upset here, even without Sadio Mane, but Netherlands gets the nod there because of the fact that Sadio Mane is out. So those are a couple to keep an eye on. I will give you a long shot to get out of their group. There's four teams in every World Cup group, only two of which advance to the knockout round. The the group that everyone is saying is pretty much settled, Group F, Belgium and Croatia are the two teams expected to get out of that group. But you know what Belgium and Croatia have in common, Mike? What's that, Bone? They're relying on some old-ass dudes. They're relying on some guys who have been in three or four World Cup cycles. Those teams are veteran. They're talented. They have lots of great talent on those teams. Morocco is in that group along with You're Canada. high on Morocco? Morocco is plus 900 to just get out of the group, which means they only have to be better than basically Canada and another team. I think Morocco could pull an upset and actually beat Belgium or Croatia. I think they can beat Canada 
And I think they will make it out of the group. So I'm going to take the plus 900. That would be my long shot to get out of the group. If you're looking for another one uh, in the Brazil group, Serbia, Sweden, or not Sweden, sorry, Switzerland, uh, and uh, Costa Rica. Those three teams, I'm going to take Serbia to come out of that group. And here is uh, the team I'm going to pick to win it all. Yeah. They are also the odds-on favorite to do so, but I'm picking Brazil. Because Brazil's the best team. I took Argentina. They're good, too. This is this could be I'm rooting really- for Croatia, too. I like them. Why do you like Croatia? Who's Tony Kukoc. <laughs> My guy. What about Luka Modric? Fine. Great. Tony Kukoc. Okay. Lionel Messi, this is his final World Cup. Most likely. I mean, I don't think he'll come back in four, three more years, three and a half more years when they play it in the U.S. He'd be you know, looking at Tom Brady saying, hey, that's, that's kind of young. I don't know if he could do that again. But Lionel Messi, probably his last run. So if they won the World Cup, that would be quite the capper to his career. Mm-hmm. I think he just retires from everything right then. He's just like, I'm done. Oh, oh, yeah. How old's Messi? I think he's 36, maybe 37. Oh, he could do it again. Come on. No, he's not doing that. This He's old now. I'm going to double check. Let's see what his age is. I'll get it right here. Lionel Messi is currently. If you're wondering, Tony Kukoc is 54. I'm sorry. Lionel Messi's 35. Yeah, I'm telling Two you. more World Cups for yeah, him. Never come mind. Come on. Let's go. It's 35 is old. That's, that's a shocker that he's still playing, but he's great. So he still has a chance to take Argentina all the way. If you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown. Coming up, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for an accident still causing heavy backups on the east side of I-70 eastbound before Hamilton Road. Blocking the left lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper from James Road. You'll also find heavy backups blocking the two left lanes of I-70 west side eastbound at Route 315. A crash blocking the area. Keep an eye out for the police and emergency crews on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by eBay Motors. Looking for holiday gifts that won't be regifted? Head to eBay Motors with millions of parts and accessories at the right prices. There's something for every car lover on your list. With the money you save, you can pick something up for yourself too. Happy holidays indeed. eBayMotors.com. Let's ride. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Don't worry, we don't get bones and allergies either. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. By the way, I guess I got something wrong. I was getting a couple tweets from people saying I've been pronouncing it because I said Cutter for where the World Cup is being played, because that's what I was told it was said many years ago when this first came down that that's where the World Cup was going to be. And now I've got people saying it's Qatar. Well, I keep I keep going back and forth because, like you, I've been saying it Cutter forever. Yeah. And I switch sometimes to Qatar. You know what we're talking about, damn it. Now, normally, I would say, well, whatever they want to be called, I will respect. But since Qatar doesn't acknowledge that gay people exist, yeah, you're Qatar. I'm not going <laughs> to... I'm not going to mess around. By the way, things seem to be going swimmingly. I saw this report about a Denmark television station. I TV saw the vi- I saw the video of it. Yes, well, there there is a video, but we're a radio show, and I can't. <laughs> I'm just telling you, this was live. This was live on TV. Yes, this was live on TV. So TV two, their reporter Rasmus 
Tantelholt, my guy, was uh, interrupted by officials who attempted to stop the filming by blocking the camera lens and then threatening to smash the camera despite Tantenholt showing his credentials as a member of the media. Mm -hmm. Here's what went down on film. The reporter says, you invited the whole world to come here. Why can't we film? It's a public place. You can break the camera. You want to break it? Are you threatening us by smashing the camera? Oh, and he probably knows too, right? Like, as much as in the moment, I'm sure that's not good. Go ahead, whoever it is from Qatar who is saying this is not allowed to be filmed here. Go ahead and do that on day one of the coverage and see how that goes for this country. Like, around the world, this is not going to go well for you. If the second a journalist pops out and is like, hi, we're standing in Qatar, they all of a sudden jump out of a car and say, you can't film here. This is illegal. TV2 released a statement on their website saying the team was bluntly told if they didn't stop filming, their cameras would be destroyed. This is despite the fact that TV2's team has acquired the correct accreditations and reported from a public place. Uh, they have... The uh, the officials did apologize for the confusion. They said, oh, our bad. We shouldn't have threatened to destroy your equipment. Oh, I tell you, if I was if I was a journalist over there covering the World Cup, camera's on 24-7. <laughs> Keep those batteries oh, charged, absolutely. baby. I'm keeping the camera on, and you, I'm, it's, as we're walking around, it's recording. Like, I want to see. Like, if you're going to yell at me for standing in the wrong spot, I'm telling you, man, this ain't going to be the only thing that comes out of this World Cup. There are going to be issues with... I mean, even forgetting all that other stuff, right? Like, did you see the fire festival level accommodations they have at no. their village? Yeah, they have these they have these tents, which are the affordable place to stay for a, you know, very meager $275 a night U.S. Here's what you get. It is like uh, metal bars, you know, not, not like metal a bars. Well, not like a camping tent. I'm saying they have like a structure that's made out of metal. Oh, okay. That's right. fairly solid and rigid. But then there's basically like a plastic tent material that is draped around that with a little flap that you open up and you go in and there's two beds, twin size beds and a little nightstand. There's light in it. So it appears there's some power. That's $275 a night. You are sleeping outside, not climate control. Where you go poo poo. I assume there's a porta john or somewhere, but there was nothing in there was nothing in there that looked like that. There was no shower in those things, and also crucially, if you bring a suitcase to the World Cup and then you say, "Well, I'll just leave it in my room," and your room is a tent with a little flap on it, how exactly are you assured that you're not going to have your stuff stolen out of there or anything else? Like, I I just that that's two hundred seventy five dollars a night to stay there, and by the way, that is the cheapest you're going to find around there accommodations are going for well over ten thousand dollars a night and this is because that country just does not have a lot of hotels to to take in the amount of people who travel for a world cup my brain is working now so i have to ask you this question okay i've always wondered what the second most understood word in the world is because number one is no pretty much every language has no Mm -hmm. okay right you think number two is poo poo like, if you go up to somebody in Mongolia, right, and you just go up to them and say, all you say is, poo-poo? Do you think they'll point you towards the bathroom? I don't think, I think, I think you're on to something there that, that has got to be more universal than we think, but it's, I don't know if it's number two. Well, what do you think is number two? 
If well, got, no's number one... I know what you're saying. Poo-poo is number two. No, that's I mean, not what I mean. It's not number two, but you get what I'm what saying. What do you think is the second most understood word in the world? I mean, is it possible that okay... Maybe. Would that's, a, that's a good choice. Like, wouldn't okay... Like, I think a lot of places, if you go, okay... If you just do that, or if, if someone's like showing you how much money something costs, and you speak no other part of the language, you go okay, okay, yeah, that may they be would, it. They would say okay, I we think, agree. I think poo poo's in the top five, though. Poo poo probably is. There are or poo. I don't think poo would do it. You don't I don't think, think poo. I think you have to have poo poo poo. Okay. Poo poo. Mm. Or, or is it pee pee? Or do you think pee pee? <laughs> It's more recognizable well, both, than poo-poo. They're both top ten. Also, there are lots of hand gestures that get you really no, far. No, I'm not talking about hand gestures. I know, but I'm saying like, yeah, there's, I'm just saying there's like a, a tire swing on one hand yes, and a solo digit on the other. And for you instance, put those two together, things, people know what you mean. Things we think are acceptable, like instead of okay, you give a thumbs up. In some cultures, that's like giving the finger. Oh, thumbs up is thumbs bad, Thumbs up right. is bad. Well, I know the peace sign is bad when you flip that around people do that a lot of times yes. and that's like a middle finger yeah right um this is what consumes my thoughts all day anyway rundown common man and t-bones the rundown the rundown sponsored by mobile center part of the 5g t-mobile network buckeye basketball they beat eastern illinois last night 65 to 43 kind of a slow gross start buckeyes just not hitting shots that were there they were open shots they just weren't hitting them 26 points in the first half uh, only two were in double figures. Justice Suing was not very good. Chris Holman said after the game, yeah, I'm still trying to figure out what my starting lineup is going to be. And that's what these games are for. I don't, I didn't assume this was going to be a finished product. You know, they had some adversity early in that game. At no point did I think there was a chance you weren't going to win it, even at half when you're up 26 to 20. Yeah, that was frustrating. Eastern Illinois went on what, like a 15 to 5 run to end the first half something even then i'm like well they got to get their stuff together in the second half and they did right this is where i live currently in the in the balance of this basketball team right now is on the one hand i before the season was saying i don't know what to expect i don't have a lot of expectations big question marks for this team left I, and right I still don't know what to expect. right and i and i have the same questions now to some degree right like justice suing has shown the ability to be a really good player uh yesterday was not one of those games right but he, we know the talent is there hopefully it will continue to be but when you see some good performances from this team then you start to say all right well if they're playing a team it's like one of the bottom 10 or 20 rpi teams in college basketball this year eh, maybe you shouldn't be only winning by six at halftime right maybe you should be able to do more than 25 points or whatever it was in the first half like that that's where i'm now starting to get some expectations of like yeah but they're better than this right I acknowledge that this is where you work out the kinks. I acknowledge that this is where you figure out your lineups, but also you're playing in Maui next week and you start off with San Diego State, who is a top 20 team, according to Ken Palm, in college basketball. That's going to be a wake-up call for this team. They got to get it together real quick if they want to win that game. I know it's Maui. I know it's early. It's You lose that game. It doesn't necessarily hurt anything for the NCAA tournament. It's just more about how quickly can this team gel together and find that nucleus that's going to take them hopefully to greater things I was watching football last night insignificant game ESPNU with like student announcers Central Michigan and Western Michigan two teams that are under 500 in the MAC and I loved every minute of it because they were playing in sloppy snow I love watching weather games 
I understand. And by the way, the news today is that the Browns and the Bills have been moved to Detroit on per- Sunday. Permanently. Both teams. Now, now there's a three team. Yes, that's right. The Detroit Browns and the Detroit Bills. Well, Detroit's such a, a great market. We need three teams there. <laughs> we right. need three teams. Yeah. Detroit's back, by the way. Detroit yeah. is back more often than Texas is back. Yeah, you're right. It is. Every other year, it's back, baby. But I understand why they're doing that, because just logistically, they don't think roads will be clear for people to go, and they don't want people dying trying to get there. No, I, I understand that. that aspect of it, but just watching football in the weather—I'm sorry, it never gets old to me. Yeah, I—I I also saw uh, uh, what is his name, the guy who's the PR guy for the NFL. I forget if it's—it's it's, make I it up, uh, Jeff Swoboda. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Shabodes, my guy. There double you go. duty. Yeah, jackets time and right. NFL PR guy. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so their PR guy came out today and was like, "We're moving the game. It's official. Our thoughts are with the people of." Western New York. And it's like, your thoughts are there, but your teams aren't. Well, right. <laughs> Their thoughts are there. Physically, they're not there. But I, I mean, I get why they had to move we're the game. the hell out. But it's just funny where they add that in of like, we're thinking of you. Oh, we're not going to play our game here. <laughs> we're not stupid. We don't live here. You do. Sucks to be you. And they Common the Man and T-Bones. The Rundown. The Rundown. Sponsored by Mobile Center. Part of the 5G T-Mobile Network. I was watching the Weather Channel this morning, as I'm known to do. And my guy, Jim Cantori, they had him reporting live in Buffalo. Mm. I assume that when you live in a place, like if you wake up, maybe you have no idea what the hell's going on. You live in Buffalo and you go to the grocery store and you're like, hey, Jim Cantori. Oh, crap. Why is Jim Cantori here? And then you look at your phone and you're like, 55 inches of snow. (laughs) No, go away. They're probably going up to Cantori, spitting on him and holding garlic up in the air like he's a vampire. Go away, Cantori. Go away. Yeah. Along those same lines, we were talking earlier about FTX, that big, uh, you know, crypto thing that fell apart last week. Crypto Crypto market. That's what I was the word I was looking for. There was an article that came out that said that the guy who wrote the book, The Big Short, remember that? Yeah. All about financial and collapses and people capitalizing on that. made a movie about it, too. Yeah. The author's name is Michael Lewis. He's been shadowing Sam Bankman-Fried, the guy who ran FTX into the ground for like the last six months, oh, and he's writing a book about My, it. Michael Lewis. That's like, what? If he calls you and is like, hey, I just, I was curious if I could like follow you around for a few minutes, I might, I might write a book about you. You instantly stop what you're doing and say, no, no, and I need to change everything if you're following me around. Wouldn't that be like Jim Cantori well, showing up at your town? Just saying, oh, right. why would you allow giant access storm like that? is brewing here. That's not good. But, but then again, it's like, hey, Donald Trump here. Oh, Bob Woodward? <laughs> Want to come over? Want to talk to me? Yeah, sure. <laughs> you're the Sounds guy good. That, you're the guy that just... That's the reason everything's called a gate? It's because of you? I'm going to pass, uh, Yeah, thanks. we're not going to do that. No, no thanks. Come on over. Yeah. Oh, Michael Lewis? Exposing financial fraud? Come on in. <laughs> come check out my pyramid scheme. That's how arrogant these guys are, though. I just don't get it, man. I don't understand. Uh, Ryan Day is dealing with a decommitment. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. You'll find an earlier accident has cleared from the west side of I-70 eastbound at Route 315. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still stop and go as it recovers. You'll also find heavy backups on the east side of I-70 eastbound before Hamilton Road. An accident still blocking the left lane. Keep an eye out for the police on scene. This traffic report is sponsored by Meyer. Used to less this Thanksgiving and save big on your entire meal with Meyer Grade A frozen turkey for 55 cents per pound. Limit two, shop all your favorite sides, pies, ice cream, and so much more to fill your family table at Meyer. Only an array with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Fat and happy. Hey, one out of two isn't bad. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Oh, so glad you've tuned in. Hey, check out the podcast. Common Man and T-Bone podcast is sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. And you can get it anywhere you get your podcasts. Google, Spotify, Apple. We're there. Just search Common Man and T-Bone. Click subscribe. Every single show comes right to your device free of charge, including some extras that we only put on the podcast feed. Mm-hmm. That too. Yeah. Uh, Ryan Day is dealing with something he normally doesn't have to deal with, and that is a decommit. Yeah. Four-star Florida running back Mark Fletcher has decommitted from Ohio State as of yesterday evening. Six-foot-one, 225-pound running back. Apparently, Florida and Miami have been in the mix for him. But, yeah, he had committed to OSU back in April and then just decided recently to move on. Ohio State now on, they are down to 20 commitments for the 2023 recruiting class. Look, I would guess him decommitting definitely means there's another guy that probably committed to somewhere else that would have liked to come to Ohio State that is now going to be very excited to reopen his commitment and join up with Ohio State, but... It still sucks. You don't want to lose your, you know, target that you had, the guy that you thought was the best fit here at Ohio State. But I also respect if the guy doesn't want to come here. He doesn't want to come here. Let him live. I once uh, hosted a show with an ex-jock who will remain nameless mm. when uh, we were doing a story about a decommit, and the the uh, ex-player said, "Well, that's all fine. I hope he gets dysentery and dies." Right. Now, in fairness to that that's ex-player, not, player, that's not he good. was kidding. He didn't actually want this player to get dysentery and die. I understand. But this is where we are now, where you see news like this, and, and you're right. He's like, yeah, it sucks. This guy don't want to come here. But like you just said, I bet there's another four-star running back right. who thought that he wouldn't have an opportunity to come here, and now is saying, oh, now there's a spot open for me there? Yeah. I think I'll go to Ohio State. I always wonder how that call goes. And I'm sure it's still easy because you're the Ohio State University. But I'm sure it's probably a little odd to call the guy who you've told, that guy's probably going to get our running back, you know, like he's going to be one of our running backs that we get. And we don't know if we have room for you. So we want to be honest. If you think you, you know, may want to go somewhere else where you're the guy, maybe here's not the place. And then you have to call him back and say, hey, about all that, um, you can be the guy now if you want. You'd be the guy in this class. So I don't know. That's I'm sure these coaches that do that are all very well versed in yeah, it. Yeah, they do this all the time. I wonder if what's this dude's name? Uh Mark Fletcher. I wonder if Mark Fletcher makes that call. 
or if he just puts it on social media and says, yeah, he'll see it. I'm decommitting. Or if he's got to make the call to the person that's been recruiting him. Yeah, that's a, that's a solid question. And say, hey, I'm, I know I committed, but uh, it's not right for me. I'm, I wonder if he yeah. does that. I'm going to guess it's not one size fits all. I'm going to guess there are some players who say, you know, maybe mom or dad says, you're going to well, call Krenzel, that guy. Krenzel would tell the story. I remember this. About yes. when he was, you know, he's he's from Michigan, but he was getting recruited by Michigan, by Michigan State, by Ohio State. And he decided he was going to come to Ohio State. And his parents said, okay, but you have to call all the other head coaches and let that them know. offered you a scholarship because that's the... That's the grown-up thing to do. Yeah, you got to let right. him know of your decision. And so he picked up the phone and he called all these coaches, and he said they were all very gracious and they understood because that's what they do all day, every day. Sometimes you get the big fish, sometimes you don't. And he said he had to call Nick Saban, who at the time was the head coach at Michigan State, mm-hmm. and say, "Coach, I I really appreciate." You offer me the scholarship, but I think it's best for me and my family if I go to Ohio State. And he said he was not prepared with what he heard on the other end, where Saban got all pissed off at him and said, I just want to let you know you're making a bad decision, and then hung up the phone. And you would say to yourself, well, that coach doesn't know how to play the game. He's going to mount to nothing. Or he's the greatest college (laughs) football coach of all time, and it's Nick Saban. Right. It's a pretty remarkable story that that... (laughs) <laughs> that's how it goes with some recruiters. I and mean, who knows? Maybe that was Nick Saban at a different time, right? Maybe well, Nick Saban it, now doesn't do that. It was years ago. Maybe, I know. He, maybe he does I'm that saying, now because he's Nick Saban well, again. Right. Maybe he learned at some point, like, you know, that that's not the best way to go if I want to get a recruit next year. And so maybe he amended the way he does it. Or maybe he's always been that guy and never changed. I'd be fascinated to find out. Nebraska AD Trev Alberts says he's not in a rush to hire a new coach. He says we're not going to rush a hire just to make a hire. Um, he said he's been talking to other people about the job. I just needed to get an outsider's view of our job. What are our strengths and weaknesses from their perspective? I really believe whoever becomes the next head coach in Nebraska, one of the driving components to it and primary reasons is because of our fan base. Uh, they are three and seven, two and five in the Big Ten. This is the sixth consecutive losing season. They are guaranteed a sixth consecutive losing season. If you're a Husker fan, just drink poison. Um, here's my question here. All right, I'm not saying you have to have it like uh, a contract signed, but when you fire Scott, if you're going to fire a head coach, don't you kind of know who you're going to hire? I would think you've got a list of guys you'd well, You've got a short list, right? Of well, hang this on. is who I want to offer this job to. I know I know what you're saying, but just so people who maybe aren't tracking don't get the wrong idea, I don't think you're saying Scott Frost is such a good coach that if you're gonna fire him, you better have a replace like no, he had to be fired that's not regardless. What I'm saying. I know that, but i I'm saying he had to be fired regardless. He had to be fired last off season. They missed on yes. that. So if you're going to make a move in the season, look, this stuff happens all the time. You or someone else reaches out to somebody and says, hey, man, I'm thinking about this. What do you think? Are you in? Yeah. You so- know, you, you've got a Rolodex of people. You've got a list of people that you respect. Trev Alberts has been around the block. 
he should know who the next coach of Nebraska should be. And this notion that, well, there's no rush. I'll take my time. Do you know how recruiting works? Now, you already killed yourself because you should have made this move last year, and you didn't. So you wasted this entire season. Are you going to waste next season, too, because you're getting no recruits coming in the door? I mean, every every recruit that's stuck with Nebraska has seven coaches calling them saying, you know they don't even know who's going to be their coach, right? Absolutely. And you're going to go commit four years to them? Come on, man. You can't do that. I wonder this, too, along those same lines. Let's say you are one of those coaches that is trying to recruit guys away from Nebraska right now because Nebraska doesn't have a head coach. Or you don't know officially who's going to be their next head coach, right? I I wonder, do coaches do this thing where they say, come play for us, and if the recruit's like, no, man, I'm locked in on Nebraska, do they then start recruiting for the transfer portal before they've even signed with the other school and say, that's yeah, fine, call me in a year. We'll still have a spot for you. Maybe. You know what I mean? Like, the transfer portal will be open for you next year, too. Don't forget us when that time comes. And I don't want to I don't want to tell you I was right. I won't. But if it doesn't work out with that new coach, whoever it is, you can still come here. We would love to have you. Don't forget that I told you this. And think of us when the transfer portal is open back up. You could go do that again. If I'm a Nebraska fan, I just, I'm so frustrated by this. Because you, you fire the coach, which you should have done. Long overdue for that. And now, seemingly, you still have no plan, and you're telling me, wow, this stuff takes well, time. Well, you know what? It may be. It's, I, well, I'm not maybe. It probably is. I'm sure Trav Alberts knows exactly who he wants to hire, and I'm quite sure that person's going, do I not have any better offers than Nebraska? Like, I don't think that Nebraska job holds any cachet for most of the coaches out there that are going to be highly sought after, because you've got to go fix a, a long amount of problems with that place. And then you still have to recruit to somewhere that is extraordinarily tough. And then you've got to live up to Tom Osborne. And then you've got to do something that even their own, like their guy, Scott Frost came home, the promised land, like all that, like this kid was the one who was destined to save Nebraska. He couldn't do it. Now you're going to come in and fix it. Like I could see a lot of talented coaches saying, "Uh, let's see if I get literally any other calls before I commit to coaching Nebraska. Would You Rather is coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Still watching an accident on the east side of I-70 eastbound before Hamilton Road. It is still blocking the left lane. Traffic is stopping go from James Road. It is passable with care, but keep an eye out for the police that remain on scene. About a 15-minute slowdown is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by InvisibleFence.com. It's Invisible Fence brand's mission to help keep pets secure at their home, and their exclusive boundary plus technology does just that. As part of the Black Friday sale, get $300 off your system through November 30th. Schedule your free consultation at InvisibleFence.com. That's InvisibleFence.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. Sponsored by Atlas Butler Plumbing Services. The best Would You Rather, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. The Walrus, your downtown home for sports with 24 mega TVs and a Browns backer bar. Bona, you ready? I am ready. 
Pauly t-shirt says, my guy. Oh, yes. Would you rather go to Disney World jail for a week or shake Joaquin Lowe's hand raw dog, no <laughs> gloves allowed? Now, if it was just jail for a day, I'd probably do that. This but is, for a week? It's Disney World no, it's, jail. No, it doesn't matter. I'm still shaking the is gross it, guy's Donald hand. Donald Duck is probably the bailiff or whatever. Just sitting there, he's the the guard. I I'm I'm I'll shake the hand and wash the hand immediately after. I got nothing for Marilyn Bacon House, says my guys. Oh no. Would you rather your farts sound like the Penn State lion roar or your sneezes sound like the Blue Jackets cannon? Oh. I would like the lion roar lion for my roar would be great. What a trick that would be at parties. I would love that. Yeah. Uh, Tipsy Waffles says, my guys. You're going to see Graham, Cox. I mean, they're all just going to be like, hey, I got him. No, I got him. I want that sack. Would you rather have a week filled with great food or a week with the best sleep of your life? Non-interrupted, eight hours, wake up feeling great. I have not woken up feeling great since I was probably seven years old. I sleep terribly. Hmm. Sign me up for that. Yeah. I mean, I, I do have pretty great sleep, and I feel like I eat good but great food all week. Yeah, I'd, I'd do that. You do the great food? Yeah. I'm doing the sleep. Muggsy's Lipstick says, would you rather go to a Green Bay tailgate or a Buffalo tailgate? In this hypothetical, it's the same weather. The food and the people are the difference. I hate Packer fans, so I'll take the Buffalo tailgate. Yeah, Buffalo tailgate, I think I would uh, I would go do that. Uh, but Aiden, it's cold. Aiden says, my guys. We talked about Cox. Scenario, both man and bone are in Qatar, Qatar, whatever, watching the USA in the 2022 World Cup. You just got done watching a game, but then something happens. Would you rather have common man crowd surfing with the Qatari fans or have T-Bone run on the field in the middle of a game? Well, this isn't really for me. It's probably for Teddy. Yeah. Right? I mean, what would you rather have, Teddy? Me crowd surfing or bone streaking on the field? It just says run. It doesn't say streaking. I would say streaking. If it's streaking, I'm going with bone. If it's just him on the field, then no. I want you crowd serving. Uh, Clowney's Arizona Coyotes Cove says, my guys. That was all about Cox. Fletcher Cox. Would you rather have German sniffing soccer coach make all your fast food without washing his hands for the rest of your life? Or every time you eat fast food, Jim Knowles whips you with Ryan Day's bullwhip. In that scenario, you must eat fast food once a week. Okay, then in that second scenario, I have to get hurt. In the first scenario, I just have to avoid fast food. So I would do that. I I assume everyone who's making my fast food is putting their hands in their pants, as it is now. Okay. So that's not really that much of a change for me. Quentin says, my guys. Ah! 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 Dr. Now... From my 600-pound life has come into possession of Ryan Day's magical bullwhip. He is incredibly ruthless. Okay. Would you rather he use it on you every time you yell slash raise your voice or every time you don't do something your wife has asked you to do? Example, put away dishes. Oh, I would take the uh, every time I don't do something my wife asks. Yeah, me too. Because I would probably, A, it would be good instruction so I could make sure I don't screw that up, but also... I think I do that less than raising my voice because I do that on this show lots. What if your wife says, I'm asking you to allow me to have sex with another man? Okay. I mean, I, I, I then I don't want to get whiffed by Dr. Now. Okay. So. All right. Or maybe I do. Maybe that's something I enjoy to my wife. And now, now she knows the rest of the story. Uh, Amanda says, my guys. Could use a little love right now. There they are working those balls. It's Sunday night. 
Would you rather know you're going to do a week's worth of shows with Leanna's scratchy audio equipment or know you will spend all week doing the shows with a woman talking about advent calendars on eBay in your ear, but only you can hear it? I would. This woman was so loud and annoying, I would not be able to function and do a show if she were in my ear. I will yeah, take the scratchy audio equipment. Scratchy audio equipment all day long, but that's a good one. I like that. Uh, Eric says, my guys. Oh, my! This is for Man and Ted. Mm. Would you rather have to use a bone-type analogy at least once a day for a year? There you go. Or say one one of Timmy Hall's out-of-context clips once a day for a year? After you say it, you have to play it off as if you know what you're talking about. Beautiful. Uh, I would do that one. What, the Timmy Hall Timmy Hall, yeah. Yeah, that sounds about right. I mean, you can't answer. I know I can't. It's for me. Uh, Nicklish... My gentleman sneezes. No, you don't. You don't get it. Sneezes, and he gets stoned. You get that? Would you rather shovel your snow with Timmy and Shark for free for free tickets? Your team wins, or sit in a sauna with Jeff Rimmer and Herb Street? Free tickets. Your team may win. Oh, I'll shovel right, the wait, snow. What is my team? Is this for you? Pick your team. Whatever team you want is going to win. I guess whatever you want them to win. Well, or, you know what? I'd actually pick the sauna. Why? Because I'd be left to my own devices because Rimmer and Herb Street would just be making out with each other. Yes, but you'd and be And I could hot. just sit there by myself. you have to sit there sweltering. I'd, I mean, I don't mind a sauna. I just don't want to talk to Herbie. You don't so, have to. No, but I but I also... Rimmer's mouth will be on his mouth. <laughs> your team wins is what it says for the free tickets. My mouth won't be there. I'll okay. tell you that. Okay. Good times. Uh, Ryan says, would you rather only be able to drink milk spit from Jim Harbaugh's mouth or only be able to drink Charlie Weiss's used bath water? I guess I'll... I'm not drinking... That's just dairy milk, right? I can yeah, I guess I'll do then the I'll milk go spit. all almond milk all the time, I guess. No, I, I drink Jim Harbaugh's milk, I guess. Uh, Justin says, my guys. I can't stand Ohio State. Rick Flair. Mm-hmm. Would you rather be hand-fed your favorite meal by Joakim Lowe? That's the German soccer coach. Again. No utensils allowed, or spend the entire meal at the table with Common Man's Disney boat passengers? Oh, I'll just—I'd like to hear what they had to say, just oh, so I don't man. have you, to have be hand-fed. I'm sure I would, but I just don't want to have to eat from Joakim Lowe's hand. Uh, Micah says, "My guys, I want to kiss you." Would you rather every trip you plan go exactly as planned with just one day in Disney jail or never get to ever vacation? <laughs> I know what your answer is. Never vacation. You never vacation. That's my dream. Yep, 100%. What do you I, would, I would take the jail for a day and then I get to actually go on vacation and it goes great otherwise. Uh, Isaac says, my guys. Shelby time! Would you rather receive lifetime family tickets to Disney World, but you have to ride Pirates of the Caribbean with Herbie each visit while he talks loudly about his life accomplishments Uh, the entire ride? uh, And it says any adversity from other riders, you have to take Herbie's side. (laughs) Or be able to teleport anywhere in the world once every 12 hours. But at times... But at times and without warning, you may be teleported to Anna Kornikova's bathroom while Enrique is going number two. <laughs> I'd take that one. Yeah, I'd still take I'd rather that teleport. I'll hang out with Enrique when he's taking yeah, number two. Yeah, I'd be like, two. what's up, deuces? How are you, man? Good? Good. Me too. Let me know when you're done because I'm going to need that port john as well. Uh, Flick. Flick? 
says, would you rather have the power of invincibility or invisibility? I'm sorry. Invisibility or invincibility? Hmm. I'd rather be invincible, right? Well, but here's the thing. What about like a thousand years go by? Everyone you've known is dead. Everything you enjoyed in life, you've done a million times. And now you just keep going. Like invincibility, I think at some point becomes a crutch or becomes a. You're right. I think I'd go with invisibility. You're you're a deep thinker. Oh, thank you. I knew that. Pick a winner. Glad you finally figured it out. Um, I'm going to go with Nicholish, who had us shoveling or saunaing. That was good. And I had Herbie and Rimmer making out with each other. Who did you say won? Nicholish. Nicholish gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. Back page coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An earlier accident has finally cleared from I-70 eastbound before Hamilton Road. All lanes have reopened in that area. And you'll find a crash now causing backups on the north outer belt of 270 westbound before Cleveland Avenue. Keep an eye out for the slowdowns for there. This traffic report is sponsored by FanDuel. FanDuel, America's number one sports book, is all your favorite bets. From the money line to point spreads to player props, plus get your money paid fast. This football season, make every moment more with FanDuel Sportsbook, official sports betting partner of the NFL. Only at Array with Fan Traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Buckeye Show, coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, you guys. Bone Man, happy Thursday. What's up? What What is up? We were discussing... My fellow kids, how a, are you? Uh, a business opportunity during the break about a company that maybe we could start. Right. Because you, 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 you guys said something way about, more excited about this than I am, but go ahead. Well, this you said something great. about, like, are you going to have a lot of you know guests in your house over the holidays? You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you, you said, <laughs> I, I wish someone would come over and dig a grave for me... <laughs> Or my guests. Oh, and I, I said, what? that would be a good service. Where are you going to put all those people? Diggagrave.com. Right? Right? We guarantee absolute discretion. Mm. Right? Yeah. Could be wanna... for you. Could be for somebody else. We don't ask questions. You want to kill somebody? Kill somebody. I just if you want to jump in, go ahead. Exactly. I just want to say I was very proud of my Twitter followers because it was having some painful housework done today where something was happening in the front yard, standing water there. Get to thinking, oh, Pipe might have burst. Little water main issue. Yeah. So what happens? They come out there. They did. I didn't realize how deep underground. I thought maybe like two feet, maybe three feet. No, six feet. Hey, mm. same size as a grave, right? <laughs> All the jokes on my Twitter post were about graves. Beamer's there. Oh, so that's where Jimmy Hoffa was buried. Tim's front yard the whole time. And I said, yeah, Beam, sometimes I think I might just get down there and join him. <laughs> Just this cover is, the dirt so, on top. So because after of that, done. you thought, you know, people do need these things dug, but sometimes they need it dug in the woods, 
in a discreet location. We don't, we don't ask questions. Where no one knows right. why or Dig where you're digging the hole. doesn't ask questions. You want, you you want know, a hole? You want a hole? It's your business. Hole. Yeah. Can I, if I could just suggest a slight modification of the business plan, maybe to help with the discretion angle, you just call it digahole.com as opposed to grave. Because when they come back later, like, you should have known there was a murder. You say, all we did was dig a hole. If you say we dug a grave, then you're acknowledging there's a dead body yeah, going in. Yeah, but I think it. I yeah, think you gotta say you gotta say hole. Yeah, you gotta set yourself and it's just up like, legally. I'm just I'm just digging a hole here. That's all we do is dig. We dig no, the hole. No, stop digging leave, yourself a bigger hole. We're, just, we're making problems here. I think you you need a catchy name. You know, Grave Digger was very popular as a can't wrestler. Use, can't no, no, as that's a, probably that copyrighted. No, Monster Truck is a Grave Digger. Undertaker is who you're thinking of that's as a wrestler. Right. <laughs> That's right. That's a different. That's a totally imagine, different guy. Imagine the Undertaker driving Grave Digger. <laughs> What's the matter with you? Who is Harry Carey over there? Like, hey, the Undertaker's driving Grave Digger. What if you were a wrestler? Would you steal the Grave Digger monster yeah. truck? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh yes, Grave Digger. <laughs> All right, what's coming up on the Buckeye Paul show? Paul Bearer as the gravedigger driver is even better, actually. That's great. Uh, CBJ Shorty tonight. We're, of course, getting ready for the Maryland road game. I heard you play some of the Ryan Day clips in the wrong folder today, by the way, but we'll find those. We'll find them. Jackson Smith and Jigba, some injury updates, which we'll talk about uh, how that lets it settle. And we've got the Maui Invitational coming up on Monday. So my full thoughts on the 3-0 start for this Ohio State basketball team. Buckeye Show, top of the hour, right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Oh, yeah! Uh, Mike, what would you rather hear about? Would you rather hear about how Taylor Swift fans uh, broke the internet or the Christmas Story House? Going up for sale and I possibly being saved. I think we have time saved. for both. So. All right, let's start. Well, let's start with Taylor Swift. So T Swift, she has a big tour getting ready to happen. Pre-sale for that, the verified fan pre-sale because they have problems. People go buy on ticket buying tickets online, and there are uh, bots that go and buy up all the tickets for great concerts and then resell them at a huge markup. People hate that. Ticketmaster's trying to fight that, so they have like a verified pre-sale. Problem is three point five million. Taylor Swift fans registered as verified, not bought accounts. So somehow some bots probably still got in there. And then when this pre-sale happened earlier this week, it crashed the Ticketmaster website. Tickets have not been able to be sold. People got locked out for hours. You could just go on Ticketmaster for a while the last couple days and check it for anything. And it just did not respond. Like the whole site was down because of the massive amount of, they said, online attacks that happened or bot attacks and also just a lot of people like Taylor Swift. So now they are saying uh, that the sales, they are supposed to have the online sale happen tomorrow morning. The general on sale. For the general public. That's already been postponed or canceled. They're waiting to figure out if they can. They said they, because of the extraordinarily high demands on ticketing systems and insufficient remaining ticket inventory, they are not going to be able to do this public sale. They said they already sold more than 2 million tickets in pre-sales for select groups. So... Yeah, cancel the shows. That's it. They're not canceling them. They're charging you more money than ever. But yes, that's what's been going on there. Now on to the Christmas Story House, which some of you may know is located up in Cleveland. You can go there and see it. I've been there. It's nice. However, you went there just for that. We were in. We were already there for baseball game and decided to swing over and check it out. 
And they have a little gift shop across the street. Another house has been bought by the company that owned that house. And they have a whole... You go in there, you can get leg lamps for right, days. Right, because you have to look at the house from the other side of the street. Yes. To see right. the leg lamp. Yeah. So, now, apparently, the people who bought the house are looking to sell it. People who owned the house, they are trying to... They put it up for sale. And uh, Yano Anaya, who played Grover Dill in the <laughs> film, which I don't... Who's Grover Dill? Grover, Grover Dill. Dill is the little kid that has the uh, the little derby cap that's kind of like talking oh, smack with the, the big redhead bully. Yeah. All right, okay. So what that's, a name. That's Yano Anaya, a.k.a. Grover Dill. Uh, old Grover said he and some other former stars or cast members of the movie are going to pitch in and they hope to buy the house and keep it in the hands of... Of the people who are in the movie. It's been so. listed for $6.8 million. Yeah, <laughs> the price the, just uh, went up. <laughs> the kid who got his tongue stuck on the pole. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't he a porno actor? Is he really? I didn't, didn't know he that. He's a, he is a pole star. Sign of things to come, right? That I he think would he be, is a pole star. He would be, yeah. Okay. My good friend, Cinnamon from the Gold Club, will be joining me. Yeah. I think they remodeled the inside of this house to actually make it look like the Christmas story. Well, because they didn't film film the interior. No, no, no. There. It was it was filmed on a soundstage or somewhere else. But right. yeah. Buckeye shows next. Jackets and Montreal tomorrow. Not tomorrow. Tonight at six thirty tonight. We're back tomorrow. How about that? There you go. How about that? Pole star. Mm-hmm. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. An accident to watch out for. You'll find a crash on the left side of 270 westbound of Fort Cleveland Avenue. Traffic is stop and go in this area about a 10-minute backup, and you'll find that accident has cleared from the east outer belt of 270 southbound at US 33, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. This traffic report is sponsored by Tim Hortons. Tis the season with Tim Hortons with five festive peppermint beverages to satisfy your holiday cravings. And now Tim's Rewards guests can get a $1 medium peppermint mocha ice cap on the app. Naturally and artificially flavored, limited time, U.S. only, valid online or in the app. Terms apply. On the NRA with fan traffic. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit LindsayHonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware.